This podcast contains mature content, explicit language, suggestive situations, and partial to full frontal nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Don't let your kids listen to this. I'm still just repeating in my head. Hasbro is goaded, my boy. I just listened to that. I started laughing so hard. And then I started coughing a lot. Mm. Just to warn you, mm. I have got some serious COVID fog. I could not put shit together on the radio this morning with a meme. Mm. What a struggle. So I'll try. I'll try. This is Zach Harper's flu podcast, folks. <laughs> my flu pod. Oh, my God. You guys hear me now? Uh-huh. Your microphone sounds goaded. My boy. Well, I'm not going to call me my boy. I, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, no one's calling anyone an MD. <laughs> today. I wanted to call Amin a prick on the radio, but I couldn't figure out how to say it in COVID race. So I was just like, oh, I want to call you an insult. And he goes, can you try to call me a stove? And I went, whoa, no one's called anybody an SP. I wanted to say stovepipe, but I felt like that was a little too on the nose. Like people would figure it out. I just wanted to call you a prick. That's all. You could say prick on the radio. I don't know, man. I can't fucking think right now. My brain is all kinds of foggy. I feel tingly. Really? My like head is just like, it's just off, man. What if Zach dies in the middle of this recording? Does this become the most- Of this episode? This can't be the one I go out on. <laughs> this can't be the one. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, I don't mind dying doing this podcast, but it, not on this episode. Not like this. Not like this. Which episode that we've done would you like to have died during? Gallo Walkers. <laughs> <laughs> just so you can rise again? Or what was the one before Cats? That one. That's where I would have liked to die. <laughs> That's my boy. That's your pick. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That kind of fits. I, I see that. Guys, we have controversy. I don't know if you know this. Controversy. There is big time. Oh, boy. Big time controversy with Cinefeud. Why? So someone brought this to my attention, okay? By the way, every time I read it, I know it's supposed to be Cinepardy. But I read it as Cineparty. Yeah! I read it as Cineparty, too. I don't like Cineparty. Cineparty the interruption. So the montage song is not from Team America World Police. It is. No, 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 no. It's originally season six of South Park. And then it was on Team America World Police. I saw that post. But the song that I sample. No, 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 no. All right, Zach. No. I'm telling you. There's some real, like, people are talking about this. Maze, we're going to have to be really patient with him today. Patient with me? Why do we have to be patient? Let's just get him so irritated that he dies. No, I care about him. You care about me? You literally, this is a direct quote. What I can't say, I'm so fucking glad he got COVID. <laughs> That's what I mean said during a break today to our oh, producers. Yeah. yeah. You care about me? I said it couldn't happen to a better guy. <laughs> For he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow. Is that the worst way to be celebrated? Who caught COVID and died? Who caught COVID and died? Who caught COVID and died? <laughs> I didn't die yet. You want to continue your little controversy here? I'm just saying, man. A lot of people are questioning. I just listened to it. It's a different version of the song. A lot of people are questioning it. A lot of people. And so it, it throws the entire... The question for Cinepardy was what movie? It throws the entire structure of Cinefeud and honestly, the entire structure of this podcast into question. And so I'm just making sure the integrity 
of this podcast. Well, if you're going to reference South Park, you might as well call it Tegrity. I want to call it Tegrity. Well, if you got the joke, if you knew what South Park was, then (laughs) that would have landed. I know what South Park is. Sorry I don't memorize every fucking episode. Yeah, you should be sorry. Because he would have maybe raised this problem during the episode instead of weeks later. Your picks have been horrible, man. It's the point. It's the point of the show. Isn't Isn't it? Isn't Isn't it? it? It's possible. I don't understand what this podcast is about. Poppycock. It's a fuck house. On a weekly basis, we are consuming more concentrated bad movies than probably anybody in the history of mankind. Poppycock. What story? What story? (laughs) What are you talking about? Do you want lunch? I have yet to laugh in this movie. I'll just tell you that. You picked it, motherfucker. (laughs) Just remember that. You know the problem with Hollywood is? They make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable shit. I was legitimately offended. You were offended? I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. If I were gay, I wouldn't be offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean. Inconsequential detail after inconsequential yeah. detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm there holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking yeah. all night. <laughs> Welcome to Cinephobe. I almost said welcome to Cinefeud. <laughs> welcome to Cinephobe, the podcast we break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper. That's Amin Al Hassan. That's Anthony Mays. You know what makes that mess up? You've never hosted a Cinefeud. I know. You've never had to say that. So why would you? COVID brain, man. I'm telling you. It is something. I never I never really understood it, you know? And now I get it. I get the I get the COVID fog. <laughs> Two years later, Zach's eyes are open. It's a real thing, man. It's as real as us being apart. We should do something about this disease, guys. Of Meadowlark Media. I agree. I mean, Amin's been out here passing it along to everybody. It is kind of suspicious that everyone around me is just falling and I yes. stand tall and strong. <laughs> the cure is in me, boys. And Nays. Just to bring you back to pre-pandemic, he did a fucking tour of all the teams that got sick before the league shut down. Coincidence, I say. The Jazz, the Celtics, the Nets, the Lakers. The Nuggets. <laughs> yes. Amin was around all those teams, and then the league shuts down. And Rudy Gobert caught all this flack. Dude, I dapped up Rudy Gobert. Why? Oh, my God. I did the joking, like, whoa, we got to do the elbow thing. <laughs> and then we laughed, and then I dapped him up. <laughs> And then you made out with him. It reminds me. He cradled you like a. <laughs> There's a Family Guy episode where Stewie says, "Oh, that's the worst advice that I gave OJ." And it's OJ and Stewie at a bar, and Stewie's drunk, and he's like, "I'm telling you, Juice, something's got to be done about that. <laughs> something's got to be done about." It. You have a review, review it. Uh, I don't know how many. Just get a, get them in. All right. Uh, if you have a submission, submit it. Just needs to be forty percent or lower on the Rotten Tomatoes audience or critic score. I'm so I'm so tired, guys.
it really zaps you, you know? I mean, wouldn't know because he's giving it to everybody, but this COVID. The cure is inside me. Quit saying that. It's true, though. I don't know. You might say that you have antifreeze, I mean, future callback. <laughs> Whoa, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> they went such a long way for that joke. Yeah, sorry. I don't mean to open that up right no. now. That's my bad. That's my fault. <laughs> July is alien month or space month or some shit. I don't know. But this month has been out of this world. Even though both movies have been in this world. Amin gave you the watch. I gave you Battleship. Now it's Anthony May's turn. And he goes with the 1991 action sci-fi comedy Suburban Commando. Sci-fi action comedy, same thing. Wow. wow. Same note too, bro, from IMDb and Wikipedia. Suburban Commando stars Hulk Hogan, Christopher Lloyd, and Shelley Duvall. That's right. Terry Bollea, aka Hulk Hogan, was in Rocky Three, No Holds Barred, Mr. Nanny, Santa with Muscles, and Nomeo and Juliet. Also had Gremlins <laughs> 2 in there. Oh, I missed that. In between all of the hundreds of <laughs> WWE and WWF shit. This is what I'm talking about, man. The voiceover stuff, wrestling shit, music video. It's all got to be separated on IMDb. You guys ever think about checking after Wikipedia? Because they do a good job with the filmography of separating TV from film. I got a system. I don't want to deviate from it. Okay. No, it's all right, man. You won't be alive much longer, so it's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, I got maybe maybe half an episode left. Why don't we just ride into the sunset doing what he's been doing? I mean, Maze, we were talking about Faustian bargains that are never quite what they seem, unintended yeah. consequences. And Zach is like, it's like if Rihanna promised me she'd go on a date with me on Friday, you accept that, then I die on Thursday. <laughs> Whoa. You know Christopher Lloyd from the Back to the Future franchise, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, The Addams Family, Baby Geniuses, Wish You Were Dead, and he's a repeat offender for A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. Baby Geniuses and Wish You Were Dead were two different movies, by the way. That's not a Baby Geniuses colon Wish You Were Dead. Yeah, I also had written down Taxi, of course, the show with Danny DeVito, Mr. Mom, Buckaroo Banzai. Clue. Oh, that's right. He's in Cluedo. Eight Men Out and Future Cinephobe Angels in the Outfield. Shelly Duvall, you know from The Shining, Popeye, Home Fries, and Mana from Heaven. We also get Larry Miller from Pretty Woman, Necessary Roughness. He was the doorman on Seinfeld, Best in Show, and he's a repeat offender from Valentine's Day. I wish I knew how to quit you. He's also in an episode of Curb, and he's the dad in 10 Things I Hate About You. I submit to you that Larry Miller's role in this movie is the entire basis for his role in Nutty Professor. I think this is just what this dude does. He is great at this role. But like specifically, I'm the boss of someone who's clearly smarter than me. And I'm going to treat him like shit while trying to schmooze rich donors or rich people. That's exactly him and Nutty Professor. I'm not just saying like the quips and stuff. I'm saying the actual character is the same dude. So he's the bitch boss? The bitch boss. There you go. Yeah, I like that. We get Jack Elam from Cannonball Run franchise and of course the Elam ending. <laughs> Roy Dotris from The Cutting Edge. He's Mozart's dad in Amadeus. Tony Longo from The Last Boy Scout, house guest, and he's a repeat offender for Eraser. I wish I knew how to quit you. Trisket Mesmer in Angels in the Outfield. Mark Calloway, a.k.a. The Undertaker, from Being the Undertaker. 
Dennis Berkeley from Tin Cup, Stopper My Mom Will Shoot, and Son-in-Law. We get Jennifer Delora from Frankenhooker. Mm-hmm. David Efron, repeat offender from Action Jackson and Twins. I wish I knew how to quit you. Elizabeth Moss is in this, in her theatrical debut. Yeah, Elizabeth Moss. Handmaid's Tale, Mad Men. And the Invisible Man. Invisible Man. Billy Sly Williams, who's a repeat offender from Gone in 60 Seconds. Who's Fudge Leonard? <laughs> uh, Fudge Leonard. What was Fudge Pockets or what was, the, what was the fat kid in Hook? Yeah, his name was Pockets. We named him oh. Fudge Pockets because it was shortly after right. Soul Man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> of course, legendary voiceover person frank welker who's also a repeat offender from teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze anaconda and the golden child i wish i knew how to quit you frank welker is goaded my, my boy. boy he is like 888 imdb i have a confession to make nom- i was gonna say nominations <laughs> listings whatever the fuck it is i have a confession i have no idea what the goaded my boy references <laughs> you guys have done it like a hundred times i'm like ah, I'll, I'll figure it out i'm like i don't know what is that? It's in the Battleship episode. I said something about Hasbro not having $150 million to lose, and Zach yeah. got real offended. <laughs> right. We had just been talking about Patois, so I was right. trying to throw some Patois in there. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I was just, you know, I was channeling my, my internet. That's in the episode, because I still haven't, I haven't heard it yet. Uh, yeah, I listened to, like, the first 20 minutes of it so far. I was laughing. We're really good at this, guys. Well, it's too bad that we're going <laughs> to go out on top, because you're dying today. You guys can keep going. I'm just going to die. It's like, just find a replacement. You are me to do this with a bead by myself good luck no no we'll get brad williams i'd rather die <laughs> damn oh i'll tell brad shit i'm still in vegas <laughs> no it's not about brad it's about you <laughs> man shout out to brad williams though what a great host man did you tell him by the way who brad yes as he spreads COVID to his entire Cirque du Soleil team i don't know where i caught i mean you, you didn't tell him you're the one that's been around him like nine times nine, nine times, times. Suburban Commando is directed by Burt Kennedy. <laughs> it was the last full-length movie he ever directed. Dude, this is the second time we've done somebody's last movie. Yeah. Oh, boy. He also directed The Rounders. Not that one. <laughs> Dirty Dingus McGee. Starring Frank Sinatra. The Trouble with Spies. <laughs> Hold on. Dirty Dingus? Yeah. It sounds like a character name I came up with in one of these movies. <laughs> yeah. Like some dude who sleeps around, right? There's a couple of Dirty Dingus McGee's in this movie. There's a couple of Dirty Dingus McGee's on this podcast. And Amin, get it ready, okay? He also directed 17 episodes of Simon and Simon. Oh! Burt Kennedy cut his teeth doing 60s and 70s westerns starring John Wayne, Robert Mitchum, Henry Fonda. There's a really funny clip from Bill Burr's latest special. It was this kind of hilarious moment, like last year, where they started to try and cancel, like, dead people. Remember that? All of a sudden, I don't know, where, like, John Wayne was trending. I'm like, what, they got some found footage? You got a new movie coming out that maybe they shelved? And all of a sudden, it was all these stupid-ass woke white people Right? Oh my God, did you see what John Wayne said in Playboy in 1971? Can you, this is a bunch of fucking white people all up in arms about a dead white guy. I can no longer tolerate this. I can no longer tolerate dead for 45 years, John Wayne. 
saying things in a magazine that doesn't exist anymore. This movie was written by Frank A. Capello. <laughs> he wrote No Way Back. And he does it with no instrumental. Constantine, and he was a quiet man. Yeah, music is quiet. He made over 300 special effects-laden commercials. What? That's how he got in the game. What does that mean? It was the 80s. People wanted... Special effects in their commercials, <laughs> shitty CGI. Like the Noid? What's the Noid? Domino's? You don't remember the Noid? The pizza commercial, yeah. The Noid will get you. Synopsis for Suburban Commando. An interstellar hero from a distant world visits Earth and tries to fit in with a mundane yet kind suburban family. Doesn't do much fitting in. How kind are they? I didn't get kindness from them. No, they're very kind. Are they? I mean, we'll get into it. They don't do any reference checks and no, invite no. them to dinner immediately. That's not kindness. That's just... Tagline. Shep Ramsey was ordered to take a vacation on Earth, but was unprepared for suburban life on the planet Earth. That is a horrible <laughs> tagline. Well, guess what, guys? We've got... Six more. Good, because throw that one in the trash. Before the Scorpion King, there was the Suburban Commando. What? Wait, what? I don't know why that tie-in exists. Because he's a wrestler? I don't know. How can that tagline exist? The movie's 20 years in the past. Great, Scott. 1.21 gigawatts. 1.21 gigawatts. What Charlie Wilcox didn't know that his new tenant, Shep Ramsey, is an alien from outer space. That's grammatically terrible. It is. I mean, they've all been. Right suburb, wrong planet. What? <laughs> what is happening with this shit? Was there a right suburb in the right planet? I swear to God, these are real. These are not my COVID-addled brain. It's not the right suburb. The Wilcoxes were having some problems around the neighborhood until the ultimate security system landed in their backyard. That's not the point of they the movie. one problem, and he didn't solve it. Maybe two, because there's that reckless driver, but, like, that really... He didn't solve it. No one should be without one. Oh, my God. Mace, this is absolutely COVID. I'm sorry. It's to a horrible start, man. <laughs> he's reading it, right? Or even reading it. There's nothing on his screen right now. Zach's looking at a blank screen. I agree. He's babbling. All right, last one. We'll see if you agree after this. In a galaxy not so far, far away, the greatest warrior in the galaxy, Shep Ramsey, <laughs> <laughs> as he continues to face the forces of evil now embarks on his greatest adventure on the planet Earth as he goes to live among the Wilcox family as well as going up. This is a tagline! <laughs> against his arch enemy, General Souter. The whole poster is a tagline. $11 million estimated budget. Now, this is where the COVID got into some of this typing. This says that it grossed $6.9.4 million US and worldwide, but that can't be right. I, I had to have screwed something up there. Yeah, I had $8 million. Oh, it's 6.94. Okay, that's what it is. I figured it out, guys. I think I'm the only one that saw this in the theater. Oh, you saw it in the theater? Wow. I was, what, nine years old? Like, this was right up my alley. Before we jump in this movie and you listen to the rest of this podcast, Suburban Commando is available as a rental. Thanks, Maze. You're welcome. You made me rent Battleship. I didn't make you rent Battleship. You either made me rent Battleship or sign up for Premium Cock. I watched it for free. You didn't watch it for free? Well, I mean, you know, with everything I'm watching on the Peacock, <laughs> that cock's been giving it to me, man. This was just a little bonus cock? A little pee on it. Suburban Commando receives 15% from the critics on 13 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. How? 33% from the audience on over 10,000 ratings. Oh, Nobody's seen this movie. I mean, would you like the positive or the negative reviews? I wanted to switch it up on you, but man, like I'm really, really concerned about your health. So let's just keep it glass half full of Pedialyte and stick with the positives. Hey, John. 
That's weird. That glass looks half full to me. Wow. Now that you mention it, it is half full. Luke Y. Thompson of New Times. Lukey! Hulk Hogan and Alien? I suspected as much. Watch for the cameo by Mark the Undertaker Calloway. Still don't know which character you play. One of the bounty hunters. Ah, uh, the one with the mullet? Huh. Good question. Carol Kling of Las Vegas Journal Review. Carol Kling. Stage five Klinger. She sticks to her target and then she waltzes away with my drugs. Three out of five. Thanks, Carol. And that's it for the positive critics, right? Yep, that's it. There you go. Two out of 13. User Thug4, four out of five stars. (laughs) (laughs) What did thugs one through three think? Maze, you thought about like that. I thought about it like, I'm a thug. For four out of four stat. Wow. Ah, I'm a thug. <laughs> Do you have COVID? I, I might. I need to test after this. I'm a thug for four out of four or five. Ah. I have no idea where you're going with this. I'm a thug for four out of five stars. Intergalactic Hulk Hogan rents a basement apartment in no name suburbia. Kind of like the WWF version of Starman. Yeah. Wait, it was a basement? It definitely wasn't a basement. It's just a back house. But it is a WWF version of Starman. User Terry B, five out of five stars. Terry Balea. Hulkamania is still running wild, brother. I love this cheesy movie despite all the mainstream over-criticism from indoctrinated viewers. If you love Hulk Hogan and are a true Hulkamaniac, then you will love this. Not to gloss over the awesome Christopher Lloyd who was frozen today. <laughs> I love that. User Chad F, four out of five stars. Chad Fox. This movie is fun to watch with a group of friends who share some nostalgia for watching this as children. Also fun to watch with someone who's never seen it before. Don't watch alone. Or what? Alone. <laughs> the watcher will get you? What will happen? User Joshua F, four out of five stars. Joshua fucks as well. For what it's worth, <laughs> this is not a good movie, but it's a fun one. There's just something amusing about putting Hulk Hogan in such absurd situations. Eh. User Callum R, five out of five. Calamari. Some say Citizen Kane is the best movie of all time. Others say a Tarantino or Scorsese masterpiece. I say Suburban Commando. It's the big three. Okay, thanks, Callum. User Todd F, three and a half out of five stars. Todd Fox. I'll be in my room painting. Homo things. The Hulk man still got it. Still got what? Racism. Last one, user Raymond B, five out of five. Raymond B. Oh, Raymond Burr? Did you call back? Has to be the best wrestler movie ever. Hulkamania will live forever. I would call on Shep Ramsey any day to save the galaxy. Antifreeze, Earthlings, I hate Earthlings. And not forgetting the wonders of Christopher Lloyd. How much do you think they paid Christopher Lloyd to do this movie, man? Not much. I mean, the budget was 11, and yet all those special effects. Why would he do it? You're coming off a fucking... Back to the Future. Maybe his kids were big wrestling fans or something. I don't know. I'm staggered. Maybe you wanted to have sex with Shelley Duvall? No, no one does. Negative reviews. Stop being a pessimist. This tank is not half full. It's half empty. Harriet Woff of The Spectator. Woff for all you do, then. I did. Is that my COVID <laughs> brain listening or was that, I mean, trying to do something vaguely British? Woff all this dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A waste of celluloid. Cellulite. Scott Weinberg of eFilmCritic.com. Did a voice. It's your last episode. You might as well do it. <laughs> At least Hogan's consistent with his cinematic output. Consistently awful. Oh, got him. Ryan Cracknell 
of the Apollo Guide. Release the Cracknell. Shows why Hulk Hogan should have stuck to the wrestling ring. Oh, you showed him. Roger Ebert of Chicago Sun-Times. By golly, by the time it was over, I was feeling kind of tired of going to the movies. <laughs> well, he kept going. <laughs> They made this man question his profession. Like, should I keep doing this shit? He also dropped a by golly. That seems out of character as well. So I don't know what's going on there. I believe COVID is going on in Zach's brain. User Brendan O, one out of five stars. Brendan O, oh, oh. Jesse Plemons. Suburban Commando was a film I loved growing up that was mainly due to my fascinating... I think he meant fascination with wrestling and love of Hulk Hogan. I thought it was time to revisit this film and was surprised by how bad it actually was. The film is cheap and Hulk Hogan lacks any real charisma in the lead role. There was potential here, but sadly, it never elevates above the poorly constructed storyline and screenplay. Suburban Commando is a prime example why these wrestlers struggle to branch out from their wrestling personas. And sadly, Hogan's star quality wasn't able to find a film worthy of his presence. It's not the worst film ever made, but it's close very close, July 20th, 2020. First of all, COVID, hell of a time, right? That pandemic, people are watching shit that they shouldn't have been watching. Number two, he can't act. What, what, are you surprised his star power could have? That's the same thought I had. I mean, which is if you like Hulk Hogan as a wrestler, it's not like he's exuding a ton of charisma and is very savvy in his performance. <laughs> Right. He's just being Hulk Hogan. User Jacob B, one out of five stars. Jacob B, one out of five stars. They finally got one. That was the third B of the fucking episode. Why is there a bird on my balcony? I'm on the 23rd floor. How is there a bird up here? It can fly. Like a little bird. It flew, you dipshit. But isn't that like a little high for it? No, it's a bird. So it could go as high as it wants? If there's an ostrich up there, then yes, you've got a question, but not a bird. No, you see what I'm saying? Like like low-ass altitude right look i mean i'm not a bird lawyer okay but i'm pretty sure that there are no restrictions on how high a bird can fly that's not covered in bird law it's a bird you bro really? a hulk hogan vanity project disguised as a masters of the universe knockoff pretending to be a star wars slash rambo crossover suburban commando has some decent bits of action and christopher lloyd's performance is entertaining but at the end of the day it's just a stupid stupid movie that exists just to cash in on how popular hulk hogan was at the moment though this movie did give us the immortal quote i was frozen today so there's that i'm gambling again <laughs> user brandon d one out of five brandon d one out of five stars bad movie that one line alone i give it a star I was frozen today. Funny line. I did not I'm gambling again. anticipate that being the memorable line from this movie. That's crazy. It is all over the reviews. User Jonathan K, one and a half out of five. J.K. Simmons. John Krasinski. The Athletic. The Atlantic. The Pacific. Rimpack 2012. <laughs> My inner child wants to give it five stars. I seriously haven't seen this movie in years. I'm sure it's terrible, and I would probably stop watching after five minutes. Still, I love remembering that I loved this movie as a little kid. So they used to love it. They don't want to rewatch it, but they gave it a negative review. User Leonard D, one and a half out of five stars. Do not waste your time on this miserable excuse of a film despicable and worthless about the only thing that was any good about this film was christopher lloyd's line i was frozen today Let's get this on a t-shirt asap and the last one user michael m two out of five stars michael myers terry stick to wrestling <laughs> amin we'll get your first note after these messages wow i'm doing this shit again huh 
Amin, welcome back. What's your first note? I don't know why I'm welcoming Amin back. He's been here the whole time. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know, man. Yeah, COVID. Honestly, what's, what's, I got COVID, Brian. All right. I'm going to die. It doesn't matter. I watched the trailer and I didn't make any notes on the trailer other than I think Don LaGreca did the voiceover. But after watching the trailer, I wrote the note. This feels like a phobe. Maze, what's your first note? Well, I'm glad that Amin came in with unbiased and balanced expectations for this movie my first note is galaga level star wars ripoff my first note good lord the cgi oh or lack thereof cg eh good god these graphics are so bad i think i saw the hand of the dude holding the model this is 14 years after the first star wars movie it looks worse same note too the cg eh looks worse the effects and explosions are hilariously bad this is the opposite of the james webb telescope images topical <laughs> big spaceship is flying on top of the screen as smaller ships destroy each other without debris happening at all debris Wow, my diamonds. We get gunmen getting hit with their ass on, but they're not exploding with the ships. What's happening? A man does the chair turn. Oh, yeah. As they watch the space battle from the bridge of the big ship, and he addresses President Baby Billy. <laughs> Rather disheartening, isn't it, Mr. President? All those taxpayer dollars poured into hardware, and look where it gets you. You might as well have been feeding the hungry. Yours will be my fourth conquered world. My fourth conquered world and i said ass off for this guy majorly ass off i give it an a <laughs> don't count on it suitor <laughs> president baby billy is not having it he doesn't believe in general suitor <laughs> and then he asks him if you still got those intergalactic oakleys <laughs> he won't surrender won't tell his people to serve a sadistic egotistical homicidal maniac i don't think of myself as egotistical uh-huh. proud maybe but get it then we get an intruder alarm general suitor general suitor intruder level five general suitor zooms in on his face he says Ramsey. Ass off for Suter. I want that, man. I know I'm about to die, but like, I really wanted a situation where someone just goes, Harper. Zach Harper. He continues to harbor the point. Then he waltzes off with my drugs. You know, it's Harper, not Harper, right? <laughs> what I say? He's full of boats and <laughs> ships. <laughs> I really need to get tested. He loves Fleet Week. And then he waltzes out with my drugs. We get a close-up of the most casual... <laughs> Space armor boot walk. <laughs> These black stormtroopers dying and exploding. Every time they get shot, they throw their body. <laughs> There's sparks everywhere. And Shep, our hero, Hulk Hogan, is just patiently walking through in his armor. I mean, it's so casual. We'll get a close-up of some blasters akimbo action. More explosions. Guards are fleeing. He smashes a control panel. Doors open, and we get the pan up, and it's Hogan snarling with his bald ass on. Going up. <laughs> Let, Let me give, give you a, a hand. hand. He slams the guards through the ceiling of the elevator, and he climbs through that ceiling. Two more guards run in. He robotically delivers going down and cuts the cable to the elevator banter no not banter it's a one-liner that is not banter that yell on the drop of the elevator took for fucking ever it sounds like the wilhelm scream but it's not they couldn't afford it we get an explosion hulk crashes through the doors he's where president baby billy is being held wrecks two guards and he gets taken down by two more all these guards have nightman eye makeup and blonde ponytail extensions for a guy who is a professional wrestler, he doesn't sell any of the combat. No! At all. He throws one of the henchmen into a display case of skulls. 
lot of display cases in this movie. General Suter expected better. The Star Wars ripoff music kicks back in. And Shep growls. Gun is pulled to Hulk's throat. And Suter says, stop. He's mine. Tension. <laughs> There's a lot of tension in this movie. Let me just say something about the music. They literally commissioned three different pieces of music. And one of them was devoted to a mime. There is what I like to call Hulk walking around town music plays. <laughs> yeah, yes, the score is awful and super repetitive. There are some very strange songs on the soundtrack, which we will get to. Trust me. President Baby Billy has a note up his sleeve. He has a literal trick up his sleeve, Zach. It's been nice knowing you. There'll be others. Goody, goody. He throws a silver envelope at Suter, which cuts his hand off. What is happening? And he yells, and the green cum-like goo from the watch starts coming out. It's definitely cum. Can I tell you, I have been kicking myself because Amin and I had an exchange in text. Where I told him I was sick. He's like, we ate the same stuff. How? Because this is before I knew I had COVID. I thought I had food poisoning. I was like, I don't know. Maybe they messed up my, my steak or something. He's like, what did you get put on it? Cum? And I should have been like, yeah, the consistency, the flavor. Text, yeah. I didn't deliver that joke of me. And I should have said a cum light substance. It's definitely cum. The way Vince Vaughn jumps in. Well, it's not, it's not cum. <laughs> it's correct. I'm real cool. The claw comes out of the stub of General Suter and his eyes glow green. Shep tells the president to run, but the alien claw grabs him. By the neck and clip this voice. The negotiations have ended. Bye now. Frank Welker right there. Hulk says bye now. Gets loose of the guard, jumps through a grate, puts a bomb in the duct, and his boots have a smoke machine for a music video, or maybe those are supposed to be rocket boosters. I don't know what's going on. The steam, dry ice coming out of his boots. He's planting bombs throughout the duct. He gets into a pod. Entire ship explodes from planting bombs and roughly, I don't know, one eighty-eighth of the yep. spaceship. And he careens off into space in the pod. He's just spinning like crazy and says, come on, level out, stabilize. He's mashing one button repeatedly. Finally, it turns green and he's in a tractor beam to his own ship. couple of things here. Number one, so I was in a bad mood. I was tired yesterday when I was watching this. You don't say. Yeah, it tracks. I didn't know that the president was killed. I said, wait, did he just kill the president by blowing up this entire ship <laughs> then as he's talking to the escape pod i said there's a lot of tension in this you said the line say it again but say it sensually because that's how he was saying it to the ship come on level out mm -hmm. stabilize that's sensual to you come on mm -hmm. level up yeah stabilize more more come on mm -hmm. level out yeah stabilize now he hops on a Zoom call with Basil Exposition. Excellent work, Ramsey. The JUT system can now live without the threat of annihilation by General Suter. Millions are in your debt. Great, so what's next? Well, actually, with the evil general out of the way, things are pretty quiet out there. You gotta have something on your books. Maybe a terrorist extermination? No. Galactic narc duty? Uh-uh. Okay, how about a big bug hunt with creatures that bleed acid? Listen, Shep. Um, I don't know how to say this, but lately, well, you haven't been quite the old Ramsey. For instance, the old Ramsey would never have let President Hashima get killed. Now, wait a minute. That's all right. I'm, I'm not blaming you. Not your fault. Simply that you've been working too hard. And anyone in your position would be a little 
stressed out. I'm not stressed out. The way he, he's making these faces, is it just me or does he look like Mike Ryan in the face? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. When Mike does crazy face, he looks like Hulk Hogan. Okay, I don't hate it. COVID, <laughs> giving you some common sense. COVID's got <laughs> Zach agreeing with your lookalikes. Oh, God, I can't die fast enough. All right, yeah, he slams the control panel, and now it's not working. Which makes the message start to fade. He blew his power console, so Basil tells him to land. Lay low. Rick, you might want to lay low for a while. Find a power source. Use your transformer. Shout out to Hasbro. Recharge no higher than 0.01%. Anything more than that would be traceable. 0.01%? It'll take me six weeks to recharge. What am I going to do for six weeks? Why don't you try relaxing? Get to know the locals. Blend in. Disappear, Shep. Hulk is a lock for ass on. He's one of the most ass on we've ever had. This is one of the worst performances we've ever seen. Dude, I wanted to rename the ass on award. Oh, wow. I don't hate that. I'm going to tell you why we won't. Hulk Hogan is a wrestler who was cast in this movie. Michael Bean is an actual fucking actor. I thought you were going to say because Hulk Hogan is a litigious man. <laughs> that too. The ship targets Earth as the destination. Oh, oh no. Earthlings. I hate Earthlings. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? He just keeps repeating to himself, what am I going to do for six weeks? And there's your premise for a movie, folks. Who's he talking to? Title card. Very confusing song. Get the men in the moon. Look down on this place, this ball in space. Face to face, I said, Holmes, before you start dissing, check it out, see what you've been missing. Hit your shot till you drop. Can't stop. Caught thrills on a 900 line. Gives you chill. Rap on with the rapper. Clap on with the clapper. It's a nice place to live. But I wouldn't want to visit. Such a nice place to live. Christopher Lloyd is welding part of a skateboard. Daughter comes into the garage, says mom told him to go to work. Let's get the sense that the daughter doesn't really respect him. Jeez, dad, get a grip. Also, Hulk's in this song, and he's even ass on in the song. Oh, yeah. As he delivers those lines. Get ready to party. That's what I'm saying. Get up, get your body swim. Madonna, Lombada, so dogs and they're gonna be there. Yo, it ain't what you are, it's what you wear. Focus. No way, I said we're the best of the rest and we're here to stay. Bye now. Wait, wait a minute, Shep, cause you ain't heard nothing yet. That's all for Doc Brown. I bought that he's a scientist inventor in his garage. That's not what he is. He's welding and he's an architect. That's not even close to the same thing. He's done absolutely nothing yet. I don't know how he's ass off already. <laughs> he's done absolutely nothing scientific. Welding. I do have a point where I think he gets ass off later in this movie, but... I was frozen today. Maybe it means just traveling back from later in the podcast when he is ass off. Yeah, like the before the Scorpion King tagline. Exactly. Nailed it. I gotta tell you something about your future. You're gonna be ass off. We're back to Broke's position that we last saw in White Man's Burden as Shelly yes. Duvall yes. wants to know how they're gonna pay these bills. The repeat offender, man. Just holds them up. They're just all around. Look at all this mail. Yeah. She's definitely not satisfying her in bed. No. Oh, no, wait, wait. Is this, maybe this is later. No, I think that's later. Okay, sorry. Take it back. He puts his welding mask on. She takes it off aggressively. She says he's got to ask for that raise. It's just not that simple. 
If he demands it, he might lose his job. He always plays it so safe once in a while. Need to get that confidence up. Take a chance. That's not fair. I play it safe for you and the kids. If it wasn't for that, and he trails off. <laughs> I can be daring when I want to be. So can I. I did think that he's not satisfying her in bed because he said, like, you need to do this. You need to do that. And like, this is like, you need to take a chance. That means this dude does missionary with the lights out only. Damn. We're talking missionary. We're talking missionary. We're talking when I'm on top and she's on her back. Cut to the office and Lloyd is yelling, I'm here to ask for a raise. I'm tired of busting my butt for this company only to be passed over when promotions are being handed out. I deserve to be recognized. Turns out he's talking to the secretary who says all you have to do is have the cojones. Ooh. Say it to your boss. Film noir. Walks up to Larry Miller's desk. Larry asks how his wife Julie is. Jenny. He immediately goes to the computer file to check. You're right. And two great kids. Mark 9, Teresa 12. In his file, he went to UCLA Architecture School. Graduated with honors. But the computer file also has his assets listed. Yeah, his amount of debt on credit cards. His savings, his house equity. Religion. See, you guys went into that. I went with Larry Miller couldn't jerk off without a spreadsheet. Okay, once again, not the line, but now this is your new catchphrase. What's the line? I'm not going to tell you. Speed is everything. This is now your version of it, and now you are pioneering the saying, so that's fine. You don't need the original line. It inspired the new version. I like it. But all of these numbers, especially 25,000 in house equity, are major 20 CB numbers. Big time. Hold on, because I packed this thing. The 20 CV bell. Lloyd starts to talk and Larry cuts him off, hits the keyboard more. Still allergic to tuna? Come on, who knows you better than I do? You're thinking to yourself, how does he care so much? How does he care to check? I'll tell you how. People, Charlie. People caring about people. People giving to other people. People people helping people. That's the way I choose to live, not being a taker, gent. What are those, blueprints? I love Larry Miller. He's great. I love him so much, man. He's so fucking funny. He's extremely ass off in this. He grabs the blueprints. He throws them on the table. He starts moaning sexually. He's having a love affair. Then he calls them adequate. Charlie spent all weekend on them, recalculated the specs, reinforced the foundations, added a French arch. Did I tell you I spent the entire weekend on this? Did I tell you I spent the entire weekend with an incredible blonde? I'm trying to say. I know what you're trying to say. Come on, Charlie. You got a stinko weekend. That's because you're different from those other draftsmen out there. You know the type, hogging the limelight, sucking the money, never giving, always taking. Charlie, Charlie, look at me. Be with me now. Come on now. Come on, boy. You know you're different. And lucky, too. You know why? Come on, you know why? Sweating the details, making the deadlines. Come on. Living the dream, Charlie. That's what counts. Do you realize I envy you? Here's the thing. I have to give myself credit for discovering your talent. <laughs> It's such a stew gods, man. <laughs> I'm the goddamn discoverer of talent, Maze. <laughs> he shows him a display case of awards made from pure simian crystal. Beautiful, aren't they? Not a single internal blemish in any of them. Do you know why? I'll tell you why. Pure simian exposition. I wonder if that'll come back later on in the movie. These awards are my proudest possessions. I really believe someday, between your talent, maybe a little help from me, you're going to find your own name on one of these. And believe me, that'll be worth more than all the money in China. T. What? T in China. You're a detailed man, Charlie, and that's why I like you. And by the way, that's why my door is always open to you. And then he shoves them out the door. <laughs> of course, I suppose we both have our work to do. And he's chickened out on asking for the raise. Larry opens the door. Japanese businessmen are waiting. He throws a comment about you people and what the <laughs> Japanese man says in Japanese, I think I'm going to hate this guy. Same note too, Japanese dude. And then the translator says, 
Mr. Zukaki is very impressed with your knowledge of his culture. Uh, and that name is a little too close to something else. Ooh. Future callback, I mean. Future callback for me, too. Yep. Probably not the same one, though. Boston steals everything Charlie says and takes credit for the design updates. And Larry Miller is truly perfect for this. He is firing on all cylinders as his character. The secretary says, you strike out. And Charlie says, I didn't even get up to bat. Hmm. Cut to Hulk ship landing at an abandoned building called the landing pad. That's very convenient. Has a pic of a spaceship on the side, too. Wait, did I miss something when someone called somebody a coward? That was in Japanese. Zukaki, yeah. Uh, I'm not the coward. You're the coward was my note. Sorry. You're wrong. The ship runs out of fuel and just crashed down through the roof. Hulk walks over to a circuit breaker, pushes a lever, and music starts playing. Disco balls are spinning. It's a skating rink, I guess. Rips out the wires to make it stop. Endless summer skate. We're going to jam, in quotes, on the poster behind him. Shep just shakes his head. Earthlings. Cut to Charlie driving home from work. He stops at a light. Okay. Man to his right, woman to his left, all ready to race off the line. He revs his little hatchback. I have so many questions about this bit. They couldn't even depict traffic right. They really fucked up traffic. <laughs> Everyone's driving the same street. Everybody comes to a halt in what appears to be the middle of the road. Yes, yes. Then they keep cutting. They show a shot of the traffic light, which is a good 50 yards away, and it's green. No, because that's a different traffic light. The problem is the traffic light that they're stopped at, we see it when they pull up, but there's no intersection or anything. It's just road. It's in the middle of the road. And then there's another traffic light further on down. Now, hold on to that thought for the end of the movie because <laughs> the payoff is irresistible. It is stunning. He's the only one who slows down for a yellow light. So everyone in this movie takes Zach's advice. Yeah, you have to power through. A yellow light is speed up. But then he starts backing up. He's already in the middle of the intersection. Because he overshot it. Because he slams on his brakes, which, by the way, he's lucky. We presume that this happens every day, right? And that no one has ever rear-ended him. And also, the same cars are there in the same line. This was the most confusing part of the movie to me. You were confused. I didn't know I could get confused. <laughs> if I were gay, I would be confused. <laughs> Shep walking around like Arnold and twins when he gets to Melrose. Shocking the world. Parking enforcement befuddled. Shop owner sweeping a sidewalk holds his broom <laughs> up like a weapon. <laughs> so not feeling his vibe. All he's doing is walking. That shop owner is ass off, man. He was great. <laughs> Biker gives him a peace sign. All the women want him, of course. Hulk's going to make sure that gets in there. Got to clip this song as well. Blue sky, plenty of sunshine. Take a stroll down by the bay. Where else could there ever be such a sensational hideaway? And now, and now, now's the time for a little vacation to clear the mind. And now, and Like Woman at an RC Cola vending machine, 20 CB, is screaming for her money back. So he fonzies the thing and all the money comes pouring out. People come out of the woodwork to swarm the machine to collect coins like it's a pinata. 20 CB, you're running over for some dimes? You got to think about this is early 90s, man. Early 90s, a dime was worth $1,000. You could buy a house according to the boss's computer. Yes, absolutely. If you got nine dimes out of a RC Cola machine, nine dimes. Dimes. you were going to buy a mansion. 
easily. Two delivery men make fun of him. I guess you don't shop off the rack much, do you, buddy? He sees a muzzled dog in a hot car, and this aggression will not stand, man. White trash owner yells, shut up, Ralph, as he dies from a patio 10 feet away. This makes Hulk angry. He makes a fist and approaches, and suddenly the dog is eating at the restaurant, and the guy is muzzled and tied up in the car. <laughs> He's also naked. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Hulk's wearing his clothes. This is the part of the movie where I decided I don't care if I fall asleep. Wow, so normally you care. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm not actually fighting it, but, you know. Let us know when in the movie you decided to text us, I don't even want to finish this movie. I think it was like, 10 minutes ago. Oh, okay. It's already happened at this point. As soon as the Star Wars <laughs> ripoff happened to me, he's like, fuck this. Hulk is wearing the man's clothes now. He sees a sign on a telephone pole for an apartment for rent. There's no address. It just has an arrow. It's a white piece of paper written in marker. And this might be the most 20 CB thing I've ever seen. No address, no price, no phone number. It's like it's a garage sale. But even a garage sale has your address on it. Like, this is just an arrow. Did he go up to every house and knock to ask? Why am I questioning this? Charlie can't pull into his own driveway because the hicks next door have drag racing cars in front of it. He yells, do you mind? And Dirty Mike and the boys (laughs) working on a race car say, it's your pain in the butt neighbor again. A fat guy tells him to park across the street. As he gets stuff out of the car, another car comes flying down the road, nearly takes out him and the door. And it's the triumphant return of repeat offender, a Pontiac Trans Am as the douche car du jour. Teen Wolf 2. Also a very 20th century bitch car for the douchebag in the movies. Charlie almost gets hit by another car. Driver says, wake up, jerk. His other neighbor is a military veteran wearing uniform and helmet while sitting in a busted out army jeep. Telling him he should have opened the door wider. Always deal from strength. Weak strategy, Wilcox. I fucking love the colonel. No joke. I saw this dude in the jeep that's turned into a planter box. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was... Like a poppy talk hallucination. <laughs> like his dad is his conscience. Oh. Telling him that he's a piece of shit. No, this is his real neighbor. These are his two neighbors. <laughs> Colonel, ass off. Colonel's way ass off. They would have ripped the door off, Colonel. Not likely. They wouldn't want to bruise their little hot rod. Ah! Ah! He, he said, said it. it. This is when I sent, uh, this movie is dumb because I have the note here. This movie is for dumb children. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Zach. I loved it as a nine-year-old man. <laughs> when the neighbor says, hey, walk across the street, I added the note, get her done. There was something about him that was very Larry the Cable Guy. Even if they did, it'd be worth it. Let the little bastard eat some steel for a change. It's what you call an acceptable loss. Your car door is one. Your freedom is not. He's so fired up that he shakes his booze all over himself. <laughs> he and Boogie have the same face. <laughs> the exact same face. <laughs> Same eyes going different directions. Like, it's the same thing, man. Oh, those eyes. Those eyes. (laughs) Shelly sits down on the couch exhausted. And now Shelly is trying to fuck. Dog, I'm telling you, she needs dick. This is what's supposed to be a provocative outfit in the 20CB. Yeah. Full-length robe and black nighty. Zero skin being shown. Have you been watching Baby Ruth again? Dr. Ruth. 20CB and reference. Look, man, she's a good wife. He sounded sad on the phone. She's like, when he gets home, I'm going to fucking rock his world. No, she's horny, dude. She's horny. And she hasn't been satisfied in quite a while. Also, just not. (laughs) Easy, I mean. Okay. (laughs) What's not, I mean? (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're going up the stairs. Don't take this the wrong way. He's not in the mood. She pulls off the wig, says, don't mention it. They're fine. He's going on about it being a horrible day. He just wants to go work in the workshop. Pick up his hammer and hit things. He walks into the workshop out back with his tools and it looks like an apartment. Jenny, what have you done? What? Have you done? It looks exactly like a TV set, like Home Improvement or whatever. Number two, he doesn't say Jenny. He says, Jenny, like Marty. Like the way he says, Marty. Right. And then he says, great, Scott, what have you done? So she converted the shed into a rentable apartment in one day. Yep. And what money did she use to do all of this stuff? Well, now he doesn't have to ask for that raise. Because she spent a bunch of money on this apartment. Whatever, she's trying, man. Yeah, she traded sexual favors. What sexual favors, I mean? What are you talking about? You think she renovated with sexual favors? Yes, in lieu of payment. She offered her body, her flesh, to hungry, horny construction workers. <laughs> she had a soup kitchen with Dirty Mike and the boys to renovate this place? <laughs> Who worked around the clock, taking turns, you know, alternating between exploiting her feminine wiles. Is this COVID? Is he saying this? Maze, what's happening? Amin fell asleep at this point and had a... I fell asleep way before this point. (laughs) Cinemax-style fantasy version of what actually happened in this scene. Also, this movie is way ahead of its time because this is every available apartment in San Francisco. It's a renovated shed, renovated basement, renovated attic. An avalanche, a comedic avalanche of tools are in the closet. See, they're still there. Doorbell buzzes. Charlie's pouring a glass of milk, 20 CB. Hulk is here to rent the apartment. We get the same foot-to-head slow pan reveal of Shep. He's got work boots and a cargo vest, and he holds out the piece of paper like the ooze. Honey, it's for you. Cut to dinner time. He's enormous and probably dangerous. This is a lot of profiling. They look up as they set the table. He's standing there holding the kids up. These yours. Take your hands off my children. He drops them. They loved it for some reason. That was cool. Can we do it again? He's eating with them? 20 CB, man. No references, no banking or income info. Just moved in and started manhandling the kids. Easy, Maze. And now he's housing their food. Yeah, this is classic. Oh, we're renting out a room. Now you're part of the family. He says he's not from around here. He's from France. How romantic. Ooh la la. Call back to National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1, the dinner scene. And I fully expected both the daughter and the son to start moving their feet <laughs> towards him. <laughs> and to slap him away really hard. The dog moving his paw in. He keeps asking for more food. It's nighttime and Charlie is spying on Hulk. He sneaks outside with the lights off. Late at night, Charlie is wearing slacks and a belt. Lighten up, buddy. Put some sweats on. Put some shorts on. Get in your tidy whities This is just his casual lay about the house? Khakis with a braided belt? It was braided? Man, remember braided belts? Those are a thing, man. 20 CB. That belt is... Braided, my boy. (laughs) He's Hulk pulling weapons out of a bag, putting them under the bed. Hulk leaves and Charlie sneaks in, pulls out a blaster, turns it on, blows a hole through a lampshade, the wall, and it's blown up one of the neighbor's racing cars. The zap and explosion noise might have to be an alt supercharged sound. This race car gets blown up, never referenced again. Nope, the neighborhood seemed pretty cool about it. Alien Commander has a traceable power source because of this now. Enter Tony Longo and The Undertaker wearing some sweet dusters. It's two dudes tracing the power source on a 
two-man Pac-Man table, and the back wall opens because they're on a stage, and the Bash Brothers come in. Ah, uh, gentlemen, you're just in time. I refer to the rest of the movie as the Duster Boys. They're the Bash Brothers. Charlie puts the blaster back under the bed, but he also turns it off. The traceable power source goes away, but they know what side of the universe to look now. So in space, I'm putting that in heavy quotations. Yeah. They hand the Bash Bros a printed out artist <laughs> rendering of Shep on a wanted poster. Yep, they sure did. In space. It's a good drawing, man. <laughs> Why was it printed? And the tracing is just a blinking dot on a black screen. There's no map. There's nothing. Uh-uh. They're bounty hunters. And then they crumple up the paper and walk out. Charlie's shaving, talking to himself about getting a grip with Darth Vader living in his back house. With a shitty plastic razor, 20 CB, and reference. After breakfast, I'll go out there. Darth, I'll say... There's been a mistake. You have to leave now. He goes outside in his suit, stops in his tracks, eyes widen, and Shep is sitting there in a lawn chair, overhead pressing two huge pieces of equipment. Just the two biggest random things they could find. Oh, my scoring stone. I wasn't expecting company. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. Well, you asked me to come by, sir. Oh, did I? Yes. Oh, oh, it's a deep burn. Oh, it's so deep. Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting. I did over a thousand. She's just kind of like squeezing his biceps with a light bounce to it. Hulk says to call him Shep. That's when his dumb kid interrupts Charlie and says that he'll catch him later. He hears Shelly screaming. So Hulk busts into the house, rolls to the ground like he's Nick Fury, yep. and then grabs Shelly off the couch into the floor. Same no two, bro. The unnecessary somersault. And I said, oh my God, she's going to get her back blown out by the Hulkster, <laughs> isn't she? Jesus. Amin is watching the Cinemax version of Suburban Commando. <laughs> Suburban Commando where Hulk Hogan isn't wearing underwear the whole movie. That's <laughs> Give me that 20 CB bell because we got Marsha Warfield on TV. I said Ross from Night Court. I had no idea who this woman was. Night Court. Never watched Night Court. It's extra and then they gave her a TV show like Oprah. Yeah, she got a talk show. Screaming for health. Get out all those internal tensions before it becomes mental stress. Mailman comes by, puts mail through the slot. Hulk pulls out a rubber knife <laughs> and he grabs the mailman's hand through the slot. Shelly stops him. Mailman is shook. Wants Shep's caffeine intake cut down. Oh, that's such a 90s joke. He throws the mail at her and she doesn't <laughs> She tries to catch it. She misses <laughs> You know how like someone throws some shit at you like square in the chest? Yeah. And if you miss, you end up slapping yourself in the chest <laughs> as it falls to the ground. That's exactly what happened to her with the mail. Paperboy hits him with the paper, says, bullseye, mister. Paperboys. He goes to throw it back. Shelly stops him. Then she goes inside and he chucks it at the kid. We hear a crash. Bullseye, smart ass. And the kid's stuck in the bushes. Now the son brought three of his dumb friends home to quote, See your big guy. Yeah. Whoa. And one of them skateboards right into Hulk's crotch. Yeah. Sure does. <laughs> Mace's reaction there. Mace, clip your reaction again. Yeah. Head to shaft contact right there. To a 10-year-old on huge. They wanted to try skateboarding. 
He tries, immediately flies up to the air, lands on his back. Even my mom can stay on longer than that. And Hulk frisbees the skateboard into, I guess, outer space. I don't know. This thing fucking <laughs> chucked, man. Whoa, too soon, Zach. I didn't know. The Hulkster's Nikes, by the way. Really nice. High tops. Colonel Dusty is sitting there in his Jeep this whole time watching. Colonel says, great strength, piss-ass balance. Colonel Dusty, commander of the fighting beagles. And he looks terrible i mean he looks like i feel he's got the <laughs> biggest bags under his eyes who are you ramsey shep ramsey niplon first class pounder of the secret strike force 119 under the guidance of zanuk vivian supreme doctorate of rule through vita 9 vita 9 things certainly have changed since 44 he opens his eyes wide every time he talks just like mike ryan when mike ryan's trying to be crazy now you just this is all you see that's all i see for one and for two i cannot stress this enough ladies and gentlemen every single scene he's in ass on oh he's awful he doesn't have one good scene there's other people who are ass on in this movie i didn't write any others down for the nominees no. it's him oh no, there's one more nominee i'm sorry that's it that's the list <laughs> I like when Maze does that in his TMZ voice. That's it. That's the list. Also, Golden Dumpster nominee, Colonel's Eyes. No. I just can't get enough of him, man. These eyes. These eyes have seen a lot of love, but they're never going to see another love like I had with you. Wow. I didn't sound like COVID at all. Sound like Two Americas. What? You don't like that song? I don't know that song. Have you seen Superbad? I mean, must have glossed over that. When part. all the cokeheads make Michael Sarah sing, Jimmy's brother, Jimmy's brother with the great voice. <laughs> now we are back. This fucking stoplight on oh the same God. road with the same people. They all break terribly again. See, there's that red light that they're breaking for. <laughs> that singing really took it out of me. By the way, my chest is fucking on fire. <laughs> His chest is on fire. Same exact thing happens. I wrote, so he's still a pussy. That's where we're supposed to get out of this. That's where we're at, man. Dusty's telling Shep war stories while drinking. Old Mad Dog surrenders. You couldn't rip that uniform off of- <laughs> When you know Shep, in one week, they was no good as a fighting force. That's strategy. Sometimes you got to lose to win. Future callback? Charlie pulls up. Driveway's blocked once again. Damn it. What the hell? Time for the Charlie Wilcox show. He's so ass off. He slurps his drink. His fucked up eyes get real big. Oh, they're all <laughs> over the place, man. And he's been waiting for this all day. His eyes point different directions like Kitty's nipples on Arrested Development. <laughs> Her boob job is like all over the place. Well, say goodbye to these. Hulk doesn't like this whole situation. He picks up one end of the car, walks it back to clear the driveway. Dirty Mike and the boys waddle over. Hey, Goldilocks, you got any idea what these cars are worth? 30,000 bucks. You got any idea what we're going to do to you if we find one itty-bitty scratch on them? Any idea? Let me guess. You're going to pound my face, break every bone in my body. Then you're going to drag me across the gravel road and feed my remains to a warthog. Is that about right? What are you, nuts? This is the 90s. We're going to sue you. We're going to get you for willful destruction of property. Yeah. Mental anguish. That's giving it to him. Loss of work hours. We get through with you, you ain't going to have a dime left to your name. You'll be hearing from our attorney. 
kind of world is this? Ha! They subverted expectations there, guys. Film noir. The Trans Am is back and about to run over a random kid on a skateboard. They're too busy pointing at, hey, that's Wanda's house, bro. Charlie yells. Chep runs into the street. Skateboard gets run over. And as the Trans Am squeals around the corner, Shep snarls. He Ferris Bueller's the fuck out of this. And cuts them off on the next street. I don't understand this. The car's so loud, I wrote, and apparently he's deaf, although Maze supercharged this. I can't see his ears? What does that even mean? It's because of the episode where I remarked it. Yeah, a means offensive comments, probably. Oh. The same note, too, bros. Slam on the brakes. One's wearing some shiny pre-Oakley 20CB goggles. <laughs> And Chef just lifts the car up from the side, flips it over, rips the door off, tosses one bro, about to break the other's face, and Charlie stops him, so he just spins the car around like Dana Carvey, breakdancing as a turtle. <laughs> turtle. After a moment of silence for 9-11. Oh, too soon, buddy. Future callback. Shelly baked a cake in appreciation. <laughs> he's eating the cake like it's a deli sandwich. For everything that he's done for them. What has he done? He saved their son. Attacked the mailman. Yeah. And assaulted the paper boy. And blew her back out, apparently, in the means dream. <laughs> Yo, and that's why she's baking cake. Charlie sets the timer on the camera so they can all take a picture. This camera is positioned so low with an external flash aiming directly into their eyes. You're never going to get a good shot like this. Agreed. I understand that it's the 90s. Most people are shooting film. They're flying blind anyways. But they only did one take of this. And Shep is frowning, holding the cake. And they're all huddled around him. They have not earned this familial bonding at this point. Clearly, because he's eating a cake and he has no idea it's about to happen. Then he looks up. He has the dumbest fucking look on his face. It looks like Mike Ryan. Right, <laughs> right there when he looks up. <laughs> You're not going to let this go. I'm like a dog with a bone with this. Charlie's now following Hulk with a camera. It's nighttime now. Shep just going for a walk. Well, he goes for a jog. It's kind of a jog. No explanation. No exposition. He's heading out. He's working out. He's a tenant. He can do that if he wants. Sure, but where is he going? What's he up to? He's perusing the city. He's trying to see where he lives. He just does this all the time. This is his thing. He just walks around. He walks around. And then he waltzes off with my drugs. Woman gets her purse stolen. We see the shadow of the man running away. Get picked up by Hulk's shadow. We get the heroic music. Yeah! Chucks him in a golden dumpster before returning the purse. Hulk stops to tie his boots and a car tells him to stand back. He's too close. Too close, man. You're too close. Alarm sounds. He rips it out. The Ferrari voice enters the bargaining phase and then it finishes it off with a 20 CB reference. Please, please, find the street. You can stand as close as you want. In fact, take the car. No, please, wait, no. Let's talk about this. No, please. Reference. Sexy sax music kicks in. More Shep jogging around at night. What is this music? Question mark, question mark. More Hulk doing a night jog in jeans and work boots. He bends over to tie his shoelaces. And I said, he's even ass on when he's tying his already tied shoelaces. He can't do anything. It's really bad, man. Oh, you can't act like you're tying your shoelaces. You couldn't even do that. There's a mime working in an alley. Is that where mimes go? Uh, Mime month month is... Back, baby. What was it? It was Poison Rose. There's four mime movies, and I'm not going to tell you guys because it will be a Cinefeed question. Oh, it's Cine right. Party. <laughs> Why is there a mime? 
in the random neighborhood in the middle of the night. 1991. There were mimes everywhere. Why is there graffiti on the boxes behind the mime? That is some of the worst set dressing. We need to make it look like a dirty alley. Let's just randomly spray some cardboard boxes. Must be a K7 force field. I'm dizzy right now. Maybe I should stick to juggling. Hulk goes to the landing pad. Charlie's followed him this whole way. Turns on the ship, tells him he has 21 Earth days until full recharge. So it's already been three weeks? There's no way. How? He said it was six weeks. I know, but how? Oh, hold on. Hold on. We, we missed one thing. When After he punches the mime, the mime says, maybe I should stick to juggling. That's my golden dumpster. Nominee, number one. Steve Martin was a mime. Yeah. <laughs> That's your golden dumpster? No, it's a nominee. Number one? The first one of the movie so far, yes. Oh, my God. I don't pick until the end, Maze. You think I have these, like, Locked in? I don't, man. I, I like to listen. You don't like Do to you? listen? Do you? Yeah, that's <laughs> You don't listen to shit. I almost got away with it. I almost, <laughs> I almost got away with it. I thought I was having a, another fever hallucination <laughs> by you saying that. Robot voice says, you are stuck here. Get it? Because the robots have sarcastic personalities. He leaves. Charlie gets the device to open the door. Whoa. He's eyeballing his ass off. Hulk hears laser blasting and presses against a wall with an imaginary gun in his hand. <laughs> he goes inside the building to check it out. It's an arcade. It can't be overstated how terrible Hulk Hogan is at acting. It really can't. He truly is the worst we've had. He's even worse than the female hacker in Hurricane Heist, who was by far one of the worst acting performances I've ever seen. Because he's the star. Because he has to do so many different things in this movie. He can't do any of them. He can't even fight. This stupid fucking kid in the arcade is talking to the game because he has no friends. No way you're running the galaxy this time, Dragus. And Shep is there to give advice and lots of space jargon. Oh, no, Use your phasers! I can't! I'm in hyperspace! Then launch photon torpedoes! You're crazy! Dragus and Zork! Photons will get more power! Impossible! I thought only Zenites could do that! My shields are failing! Try boosting your injectors! They're out! I'm doomed! It's over! It's never over! Get it! Don't get the feet, Dragus! That's what they said about General Suter! Give it up, Dragos! Give it up! Give it up! Give it up, Dragos! Give it up! Give it up, Dragos! This kid is ass off until he hands over the sticks. And then he's so ass on. Number two, give it up, Dragos, has a lot of tension to it. And then number three, after he defeats the game, game literally... It is smoking, and then like it's fucking R2-D2, just has a white flag eject yes. out of the side. That's the benefit you get as a child for beating this video game? Golden Dumpster nominee. Wow, you did it! You just saved the galaxy! You must play this game a lot. Game? What game? And that's a reference, but I can't remember from what. I can't handle... This Hulk is moving around town music. It's just played so much. Every time he starts walking, this fucking music comes on. And the mime is back. Oh, my month is back again. Pretending to climb a ladder. So Shep offers to give him a hand and just chucks him up on a balcony. Glad I could help again. That's it. I'm staying in nights. He falls back down. Not as good as the other line. When he threw him up there, I was like, okay, here we go. Here comes the line. And then he says, I'm staying in that time. Charlie turns on the ship, sees the armor suit, puts it on. Muscle amplifier. Breaks his own camera. He's using binoculars. X-ray glasses. They can see through objects. He sees a woman being accosted by two guys. Are they going to R her? Oh boy, problematic indeed. Good Lord. All right. This is an honest question because I'm starting to notice this 
in more and more places. That's ought to be good. On Reddit, on Twitter, whatever. Are we not allowed to say the word rape anymore? Is that is that off the... No, I was making a reference to Arrested Development. Oh, okay. When Lucille has a rape whistle and Buster says, who would want to R her? Well, yeah, I said, are they showing us rape in a children's movie was my question. That's a great question. I think so. At first, I'm like, maybe they're just trying to rough her up. Then the guy like no. tries to kiss her. I'm like, okay, no. it's definitely rape. It's not a robbery. It's not violence. It is... Uh, I'm problematic. Charlie comes out of the shadows in all the armor. Let the woman go. I have the strength of 10 men. I can hurt you. I bet you can stop bullets too, huh? You get shot in the chest. Nothing happens at first. And then as he starts talking again, he tips over and he can't get up. Look, it's a giant turtle. <laughs> start walking off with her again. He pushes a button. The suit moves him around and back upright after doing the worm for some reason. 20 CB. Doc Brown did the worm. And I choose to believe that there was no stunt double involved. Oh, I got to comment on a stunt double later on in this movie. Jet boots activate. He soars in the air, lands on the two guys. They collide into each other and are instantly incapacitated. The redhead thanks him for saving her life. Anything she can do for him. Anything at all. Is she offering him sex? Yes. Is that what's happening? <laughs> yes. She went from being about to get raped to just offering it up. I think he's just asexual. I don't think he wants to have sex. He's had the sex beaten out of him by life. He doesn't want it from his wife. He doesn't want it from her. He just doesn't want it. Doing good is its own reward. His crotch is lighting up. I don't know if you guys noticed that. He leaves a blinking laser pistol on the ground. A blaster was turned on and left behind. Ah, I said it. Mm. spaceship piloted by the duster boys is on the way looks like some kind of insect sees the skateboard hold on hold on i gotta make this observation got to yes i have to because they show us their spaceship flying and i use the word flying there it basically was hung by a string and it's just swinging back and forth like a pendulum it swings in and then walks away and i said the CGI needs... Have you ever heard the broken recorder version of My Heart Will Go On? We need that for We Built the City. So if you are a cinephobe listener and you can play the recorder poorly, I want you to give us a... Send that shit to Maze. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear it. I'm not doing the auditions here. (laughs) Maze, handle the auditions. It's not that hard. It's audition, audition. We see the skateboard that Hulk threw into space. I laughed. Was flying by their spaceship. That's a nice little callback. These two are disgusting, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, just absolutely gross. Why are they so dirty? Dirty Mike and the boys was already taken. They tracked Earth as the location. Cut to the next morning. Hulk is woken up by neighborhood kids and sounds. While sleeping in his bed, fully clothed on top of the covers. He's not fully clothed because I don't think his vest is on. But when he runs outside, his vest is on. So he stopped, Mm. put on his vest, ran out and yells, quiet. And guess what? All the noises stop. Except for a cricket. Hulk Hogan shaves his armpits. Did you guys notice that? No hair in those underarms. 
smooth as a dolphin. I feel like that's a fairly common wrestler thing. That's the way to go. A little girl is crying. It's Elizabeth Moss. Shep walks up. What? My cat. My cat. <laughs> it's my cat. It's in the tree. Pulls the branch down. That's not my cat. Oh. The ADR on what is supposed to sound like a cat is so bad. <laughs> is this like from the Kumite song? No, this is actually a cat. In this case, it's a dude making a cat noise. How do you know? Because at one point, he literally sniffles in the middle of it. Meow. Meow. I'm like, what are you doing, guy? Come on. You, just, you guys couldn't get a cat to meow? Was that Frank Welker? Frank Welker is catted, my boy. <laughs> he says, oh, and releases a catapult. And then he says, I hate suburbia. The music plays again because he's walking around town. Some old lady is <laughs> sniffing fruit. You have to be choosy this time of year if you want a ripe uh, melon. <laughs> ripe ones are the best ones. There's nothing more tasty than a ripe melon. <laughs> How do you know which ones are ripe? Squeeze it a bit. Softer the better. He crushes it and it flies all over her. And I wrote, <laughs> honey, Dukaki." <laughs> <laughs> wow. I found a good one. Guess who's back again? <laughs> the mime's back, man. The mime sees Shep and takes off running. It's just a gag. Leave me alone. Get out of here. You're crazy. Back to the landing pad. Hulk shows up, turns it on. He sees bounty hunters are on the way. Uh, he sees two pixels <laughs> on a screen and a dot is getting close. He goes, bounty hunters. <laughs> He sees his armor's been messed with in the broken camera lens. And he knows immediately that it's Charlie, and he knows where Charlie works because he just goes to his job. Larry's assistant says that he's in a meeting and can't be disturbed. Leave a message or take a seat. So he smashes a small scale that's on her desk. Does she sell drugs? That's got to be a 20 CB thing. I don't know what the scale on her desk has to do with anything. She stands up and yells, I said, take a seat. And there is some tension between these two. Tension. Oh, I wrote, are they going to fuck? My, what a big one. That's what she said. I think that this next thing is hilarious where he walks away. She does that thing where you blow air toward your forehead to move the hair back. He walks back in with a bench and she says, funny, real funny. Put that down. I think it's funny. He walked in. She says, take a seat. And he brings back a bench. Shame on you. What's funny is Larry Miller opening the door say, ah, it's here. Yes. Same <laughs> note too. That. <laughs> I was like, oh. And he just starts lying. It's for a new mini mall. The Japanese walk out of the meeting they had in this movie 30 minutes ago. He says bonsai to say goodbye to them. They leave. Save it for your lunch hour, huh, Marge? He goes back <laughs> in the office, tells Charlie he needs to finish the blueprints. Bobby, penthouse, whatever you think's going to impress the Japanese the most. And I need them tonight. Tonight? Yeah, now there's an echo. Yes, tonight. Come on, it's tough, but so are you. Throwing a big bash for the new clients. Your blueprints going to seal the deal. But I, I... But, 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 now you're a motorboat. You can do it, Charlie. I know you can. You're the one. You're the man. You're the king. Astonish me. Oh, and by the way, don't forget to include all the little details that make up the belts. Trademark. One more thing. Why are you still here? You should be going. You should be working. Time is money. Go, go, go. <laughs> as soon as Charlie walks out of the office, Shep grabs him. Where's my Air 210 algorizer? Marge pulls out a gun, says, drop him, Kong. <laughs> uh, Shep correctly discovers Charlie found his ship. Did you fool with my stuff? <laughs> Tension. <laughs> okay, Maze, this is what I wrote. Are these all sex puns? Where's my N210 algorizer? Which made me think of like a sex toy. Did you follow me to my ship? Yes. Did you sneak inside? Well, did you fool around with my stuff? I said, okay. They're definitely talking about sex. Where's my N210 algorizer? It's okay. It's a friend of mine says, well, then take it outside. Maintenance has enough work to do without your blood on the carpet. That's actually very nice of Marge. 
worried about maintenance. They have to go to a save the girl, but Charlie is on deadline. Shep is too impatient for Charlie to open his car door, so he just rips it off. But then he goes around the other side and opens the door and gets in. They're definitely not power locks on that door either, so he just had to wait for him to unlock it. Exposition about the bounty hunters. Ruthless interplanetary killers with the deadliest high-tech weaponry in existence may be on their way here right now because of you. The weapons, the suit, the power sources can be traced. Jargon. When you turn them on, it was like sending up a flare. Shep, I'm sorry. I didn't know. You didn't ask. Back at the scene, the gun isn't there. Hulk pulls out a homing device from the glove compartment of Charlie's car. Why didn't we just use this in the first place? Shut up. No, no. He doesn't pull out a homing device no, from the glove no, compartment no. of Charlie's car. But he does this instead. No, but. He pulls out the thing from Ghostbusters, uh, goddammit. I mean, it's the same equipment as the Ghostbusters <laughs> use. And the trivia will reveal later. It doesn't just look like it. It is literally, they did this for a lot of shit in this movie. They use props from other movies because they were too cheap. Gotta save money where you can. You can't always just be out there spray painting cardboard boxes. I mean, that's expensive. Now he's giving directions. Charlie's driving like an asshole. Horribly giving him directions, man. Horribly. Well, how does he know where he's going? It's just two blinky lights. <laughs> There's no map in any of these things. We'll just fast forward this shit. They're at a bank. There's an armored truck driver frozen. Covered in ejaculate. 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 Not ejaculate. Ejaculate. Exactly. He'll thaw in 20 minutes with a bad headache. All right, everyone. Chill. 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 There's another guard covered in ejaculate inside. Oh. Everybody in line is frozen. Christmas music plays. They play jingle bells. So the cop, he's frozen, but he's moving. Yeah, everybody's wobbling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible, right? Number two. It's not a bank they walk into, boys. No, no, no. They walk into a savings and loan. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is a savings and loan. 20th century bitch. Number three. Where's my fucking... Oh, I guess I don't. I didn't write it down. Oh, stunning. Oh, I had a Mr. Freeze pun in here somewhere. And, and, yeah, choose your favorite Mr. Freeze pun, I mean. No, no, I, I made one for this fucking scene. Damn, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. It's not here yet. It's not here yet. But it's not here yet. Great stuff. Yeah, no, we haven't gotten to the scene yet. We haven't gotten to the scene yet. I'm too soon. Every single person in this savings and loan has been <laughs> cummed upon. <laughs> what a disruptive piece of shit you are sometimes. What am I, what? A disruptive piece of shit you No, are because you guys fly through things and I'm Let's like- Let's stop uh, everything. Let's come to a complete halt so I can read my list. <laughs> it's in a list. There's no third thing. Oh, it's later on. We'll get to it later. Well, no, it is a list, but the problem is sometimes I my list bleeds over to things that happen later. It's not supposed to be a list. It's supposed to be, hey, and there's a frozen cop. Oh, by the way, he's moving. Wait, you just said it is a list, and then you said it's not supposed no, to be a it's, list. No, it's not a list. It's not a list. Like, here's the deal. Are your notes not in chronological order? No, like, what are you talking they about? Are. <laughs> Fuck you. Let me fucking talk, man. Come on. Yo, this is the deal. <laughs> Things are happening in the movie, and then we're making remarks as we go along. Yes, I've heard the podcast. But sometimes I think that you guys are going to dwell on a scene a little bit because I dwell on the scene. Like, oh, the same note, too, kind of thing. But you guys I just fly through it like for instance the n210 algorizer zach just wanted to go and then and then she pulls out a gun i'm like no 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 no. there's a whole bunch of shit that happens right there so when they're walking in there were two things i wanted to mention i want to mention that the cop was wobbling as he was frozen and i want to mention that it was not a bank it was a 
a savings and loan because it's a 20th century bitch, right? But then you guys flew through it. I'm like, oh, so I'm reading that. But then the next note I have no, is about us. antifreeze. Don't blame us for no, I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming anybody. I mean, I'm the one who has to go in and chop, chop it so that when you make your comment five minutes late, I put it back where it's supposed to be. Leave so then if you just say in. the third one, just say it. Just fucking say it. I'll put it later. I'll do the work. Okay. If you have a note, note it. My note. It's a faux party at Rimpack. There's semen everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to die doing this fucking podcast. We hear someone whistling from inside the bank vault. It's the bum rapist from the night before arguing about skimming money. Idle out, will ya? I'm the one that found that thing, remember? Yeah, well, I'm the one that figured out how the thing works. And then Shep comes in. And I'm the one who wants the thing back. Now! Triumphant music. He throws one guy out the door. He picks the other guy up and drops him into a desk. He mushes the first guy's face. Charlie picks up the freeze gun, but freaks out and gives it up. Bum number one jizzes all over Shep's face like a fire extinguisher. You can see the tube going into the gun, by the way. You sure can. When the smoke clears, Shep is squirting a bottle into his mouth. And this is is the note I wanted to make. My mother's sister is here. She's anti-freeze. I'm so glad that we waited for that. Yeah, totally worth it. (laughs) The gun won't stop spraying (laughs) smoke (laughs) as they struggle. They're also cutting to close-ups of the jizz-covered people. Yeah, they really (laughs) are. As they wobble, they're all wobbling and trembling. They really are. The consistency, the color, the texture. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not cum. It's cum-like. Were they playing jingle bells because it's supposed to be snow? Yeah, because they're like, oh, it's frozen. It's Christmas. (sighs) Then a hole gets blown through the bank wall. It's the Duster Boys. Hulk locks them in the vault, grabs frozen Charlie like it's the bench, and runs out. Bash Bros come out confused. We get a shot of a lady with two frozen dogs. There's no way Charlie's car had a sunroof, right? Not that piece of shit? No. But he's standing up through it like it has one. Same note too, bro. Hulk took the time to bang out that fucking ceiling there, right? With his dick. (laughs) Ass off for Doc Brown, by the way, as a frozen stiff. Yeah, he's great. He's killing it. That's acting, ladies and gentlemen. Back to the landing pad. Charlie finally thaws out with a bad headache. Tells him they're here. Who's here? A couple of leeches who make their living off the blood of others. Investment bakers? I like that. Enter. That's a funny line. Bounty hunters. Charlie thought Hulk was one of the good guys. Hulk explains about this evil tyrant named Suter. So you're... Had a lot of followers. Some kind of space warrior, right? You belong to some kind of army or you just go around doing good like some kind of superhero? Hey, this isn't a cultural powwow here. <laughs> what? This felt like a 20 CB moment once again. What does that even mean? I think it's making some sort of their version of woke back then. Killers are loose on your streets out there. 10 minutes listening to your ice cream trucks. And they'll level this town. Can they do that? Yeah. Cut to the surf and burger drive through And ladies and gentlemen. This is where we get the Lewis <laughs> Pack Award. Yeah. Clip it, Maze. I had Clip it, Maze, too. Hey, dudes, welcome to Surfing Burger, home of the big, big, gnarly burger. We got the Wipeout Burger, we got the Dude Burger, we got the Hank 10 Burger, and the totally awesome burger. Hey, ho, ho, ho. hang on, you guys. You just got married. Whoa, this is cool. You two are so cute together, you know. We got the special honeymoon burger for just newlyweds like yourselves. Why are they there? Why are the Bash Bros in a pink Cadillac with the just married sign 
waiting in a drive-thru to not get food. I don't know. They shoot the sign, they take out the homing device, and they leave. They, too, got the Ghostbusters prop. Exact same one. Same prop, too, bro. Hulk tells Charlie vertical blast to get out of the landing pad. Will it work? Shut up. (laughs) Hulk doesn't do goodbyes. And the engine blows up. Hulk says that's it. They have to fight. He's going to set up Charlie as a decoy. The suit can take two direct hits. That's when Charlie pusses out. He says, I don't think so. Look, I'm just a landlord. I bring an extra bar of soap when you need it. Perhaps help the occasional bank robbery. But being the target for intergalactic bounty hunters is a little out of my line. Theory. Intergalactic. 20 CB word. We don't use intergalactic anymore. Listen, little man, it's your fault they're here. My fault? Yeah. This is when he goes ass out. You came to my house trying to pass yourself off as an earthling. Did he? How the hell was I supposed to know that you're some sort of alien Rambo with psycho enemies? Reference. What kind of man are you anyway? Your planet, your family. Exactly. My planet, my family were fine before you brought the intergalactic grudge match here. You're the one that's put them in danger. All these guys want is you. Christ! I was frozen today! Uh, I'm gambling again! Shep says he's right. Forget it. You win. It's not your fight. Million to one shot. He'll fight by himself. A million to one shot? You wanted me to be complicit in this plan? (laughs) That had a million (laughs) one odds? You motherfucker! Are you fucking high? Yo, you wanted me to risk my life on on a million to one shot? The fuck do you think you are, Doctor Strange? Never tell me the odds. If Hulk loses, they'll bring his body back anyway, so they'll leave the planet. Unless he knows where to find 40 pounds of simian crystal. Hmm, we've got a MacGuffin. The best part is, we still don't know what those simian crystals would even do. Cut to the party. They're in tuxes. Where did Shep get a tux that fits? Same question, too. Where did Hulk get a tux so quickly? Shep is scared of hors d'oeuvres for some reason. Secretary calls him Fred and Barney and starts macking on Shep. Margie is horny. What's the matter? Don't they have parties where you come from? Not like this one. I know. Dull, huh? Football. Now that's my idea of a night out. What? Football. Oh, yeah. I mean, what could be better than a bunch of beefy, burly boys beating the crap out of each other trying to score? Being a burly boy. (laughs) At the time, you were getting three nights of the week. At most, if you celebrated college football. I don't even know if college football was on Saturday nights back then in 1991 nationally no saturday night it would have been that's what she's talking about this the party wouldn't be on a sunday or a monday it would have been a saturday right but football as a night out you're really talking sunday night football and monday night football i think she's talking about like a house parties i don't know what she's talking about she's talking about dick is what she's talking about <laughs> oh now. hate to break it to you she's yeah. talking about burly beefy boys girthy cox my sister's been through a lot of dick get There are some problems, Gary, but can we please just leave it? Problems? She slept with the entire Arizona Cardinals offensive line. That's not problems. That she's a problem. She was on vacation. She was on vacation. Charlie has to pull a Shep away. What'd you do that for? And this is when he has the full Doc Brown voice. The universe. The crystals. Remember? Which tells me that Hulk Hogan was super horny. (laughs) 
Hulk wonders why he spends more time saving universes than living in them. I don't think that's how that works. Sometimes I wonder why. You've got everything, Charlie. Does he? Larry Miller's on the roof. Belts is schmoozing. <laughs> I said to the president, hey, look, I just built the SNLs. I don't run them. <laughs> tell him, tell him. There you go. How's the champagne? No more champagne? How about a round of kamikazes? <laughs> just special for tonight. Tell him, tell him Hulk breaks in the office. Crystal wards aren't there. Hulk gets super sarcastic. And I said, I didn't know aliens had sarcasm. Oh, good job. What a great thing you've done here. Thanks, Charlie. They go down to the car to get Hulk's gear. Use the binoculars. Now they're scanning the building with the binoculars with no rhyme or reason, really. It's a mashup of Watcher Vision and the best chimp I ever had's targeting computer. <laughs> Roscoe! He was the best chip I ever had. Oh, fuck, man. Roscoe is goaded, my boy. (laughs) (laughs) Charlie finds the crystals upstairs in the new wing. That was easy. Bash Brothers touchdown on the roof in their shitty ship. Belts is alone in the new wing with the Japanese and a table of awards. He keeps making jokes. The translator isn't translating shit. He pulls them all in. He's so confident about this project. He's unveiling it at the signing. Boy, when this guy shovels it, he uses both hands. <laughs> Translator says Mr. Zukaki is very impressed by your style. Mr. Bukaki. Charlie walks in. Belt starts praising him. Asks about the adjustments. Will I be astonished? I think so. I almost kissed you, but I wouldn't. Go. go. <laughs> he leads them back to the party. One, two, one, two. Size order. That's important. <laughs> this dude never stops talking. <laughs> Schmoozing. You know, this guy would be great at summer league. Who talks for longer? Is it Larry Miller in this movie or is it Teddy Rex? <laughs> he doesn't have all the under his breath uh-huh. moaning and uh-huh. thinking about cookies. They grab the crystals and put them in a trash bag. The Bash Brothers come down the stairs, guns drawn, and the secretary tells them to hold it right there. She's got a gun too. Wait, why did she come upstairs with a gun? Because she thought they were trying to do some shit, or I don't know. It doesn't matter. She thinks they're stealing the crystals, which they are. Guys, it doesn't matter. But they are. But like, why would she even suspect someone was going to steal the crystals? <sighs> Duster boys bust in. They have smoke machine boots as well. That's sigh. That's such a deep sigh. I'm so tired, man. Hulk taps them with a the metal rod, says, tag, you're it. He disarms them, then tries to swing it on Longo. He catches the rod, bends it. Undertaker straightens it out, gives it back to him. Now Shep bends the rod, and then he holds it up, shaped into a rabbit. Why? The fake-ass Star Wars theme is back. He smacks Longo on the shoulders, and Longo falls through the floor. Then the Undertaker clicks his heels together and wishes he was back in Kansas. They turn into rocket boots. And of course, the so-called beautiful. Why don't you click your heels together three times and go back to Africa? Tackles Shep into a supply closet through the wall. Undertaker spits a bunch of tacks at him like blow darts. The way they portrayed this was they had my man bend over a little bit and start running forward. And they just shot it tight so you could see that his legs were still on the ground. Yep, shot it real tight. Then we get a little bit of wrestling. He clotheslines Shep. A knife pops out of his wrist. You know, for a big guy, you're kind of light on your feet. And he activates the rocket boots with a paper clip. Have a good flight, camel breath. I'll just take that as a racist comment. Dude, 1991, 1,000%. Gulf War, baby. But the Undertaker's 
A white man. Doesn't matter. Well, he's kind of dusty, though. <laughs> George, that. It's okay. I can say that. Oh, okay. Then he's just crashing through ceiling after ceiling. But really what it is is that he's lying on the floor and they turn the camera sideways. And they're just bringing things down. Talk about cheap construction oh, as he gets yeah. yanked through the floor by Longo. Longo's manhandling the Hulk. Now they're wrestling as Taker goes through a bathroom into a toilet that a woman was on. And now the toilet's stuck on his head. Comically. By the way, Hulk Hogan's wearing white socks with his tuxedo. <laughs> yes. Like Michael Jackson. Longo and Hulk are fighting in the elevator shaft now. Down comes the elevator. Hulk dives out of the way. Longo trips. Taker was in it. Oh, what is this, a tag team? You're a dead man, Ramsey. No wonder you guys never talk. They're on a rolling cart. Taker's boots are activated again. They're going down a hallway. He grabs a pole. They do circles while circus music plays. Why? Because it's a sight gag because it's hilarious. Then he rolls off and the Undertaker goes zooming into a wall. Game over. You lose. These are terrible one-liners. And Taker's stuck on the wall like he's Wiley Coyote. And he falls through to the outside. Cut to Larry's office. Japanese businessmen want the plans explained. <laughs> Clip this, man. It's so fucking good. Mr. Zukaki requests that you explain the plans to him now. Wonderful. Who, me? All right, sir. Uh, it gets a little technical. I hope you follow here. We feel, and I'll go the distance with you on this one, we feel very strongly that the building should have floors, and that's, of course, one per level. Now, it goes without saying that one man's floor is another man's ceiling. That's why, in order to keep them separate, we're recommending walls. Hulk got shot in the arm. Charlie wants to take him to the doctor. You just waxed the enemy. You don't have to leave. Hulk's being a real pouty Peter right now. Say it's better if he goes. Charlie repeats Shep's line about him living in a world, and then Shep repeats Charlie's line about putting his family in danger. Mm, don't leave any traceable devices behind. And Charlie... Thanks. Shelly is closing up the house at night. We see the doorknob being burned. Bald head shadow is there. Mm. Walks into the family photo with Hulk eating the cake like an idiot. Which is crudely cut out onto a white background. 20 CB. Charlie gets home, sees the door open, calls for Jenny with no answer. Jenny! Finally, she and the kids run to him with General Suter there. Oh. General Suter at your service. You're supposed to be dead. Sorry to disappoint. Noir. And I take it. You're the partner. Charlie gives a lot of exposition to Jenny. Charlie, this is serious. Yes, Charlie, this is serious. I was happy to have General Suter return just because he is ass off. Yes, me too. Shep is tinkering with his ship. Charlie shows up. He apologizes, but then Suter barges in. But I insisted. Did you think I was so stupid not to have planned for every contingency? There are many gunnery bubbles on that ship, you know. He starts shooting at Hulk, who hides in the ship. He tries to target Suter, who hides behind the family, and then just stands right in front of him. This endless cat and mouse grows tiresome, Ramsey. I suggest you come out here now, unless you want this happy little group melted to the ground. Hulk says that he's okay if the family dies, if it means Suter's dead. Suter's calls his bluff. If he dies, he dies. He has the pick. He says, you actually care for them. That's proof. You took a photo eating cake, looking <laughs> confused. That's the proof. You're wrong. They mean nothing to me. He fires and misses. You're wrong. wrong. You got it wrong. Got it wrong. Family tries to escape. Suter grabs the daughter. He blaster whips Lloyd in the face. Suter gives him the count of 10 to get out. Blaster whip. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to lose to win. He sets a self-destruct mechanism. There's your call, call back, back to Colonel Dusty. 
and his story that didn't make sense, by the way. Yeah. He walks out with a blaster pointed at Suter. That wasn't the deal. What kind of a deal? Here's the deal. Let them go. Then you can do whatever you want with me. I won't even put up a fight. Oak <laughs> <laughs> says he's as good as his word. Suter calls it quaint or some shit. I don't really know at this point. I'm just finishing this movie during a pre-taped interview on SiriusXM as we have mm. an extended break. <laughs> How quaint. He's going to let them go because he doesn't want to swat at flies. Shep drops his gun. This is... Pleasant! <laughs> they run away and they literally ADR'd the footsteps. Yeah. They couldn't even just get fucking footsteps. No. Dreamed about this moment ever since you blew up my ship. That was three weeks ago. I didn't like that. How fitting then that your death will be the catalyst that starts my rebuilding to ultimate power. So this is how you're going to do me in. By boring me to death with speeches? Oh, unfortunately for you, you're going to die much more painfully. Charlie and fam drive to a 24-hour food mart. Charlie wants to go back and help. Something he's got to do. Jenny gives him a creepy eyes-open kiss. We need you. A creepy ass-on kiss. Suter is missing on purpose, saying this is fun. I wonder... How killing you is going to feel. Is he a terrible shot or is he an amazing shot? Seemed like he was firing warning shots like Battleship. Yeah, I think he was just messing with them. Like, oh, you don't know when I'm actually going to try to hit you. Charlie crashes through the wall in his car. Suter firing wildly. Charlie hits him with the car. Suter's down. Helen Hunt runs to check on him. Forget it. He's finished. You, you're just starting. You son of a bitch. Charlie runs at him and gets choked out. You stupid little man. What did you hope to do to me? To me, the almighty. Charlie puts on the bionic arm. Hulk tries to stop him, but then he grabs Suter's nuts, which turns him into the claw. Is this space month or aliens Achilles heels or their dicks month? When he undergoes this transformation, the hand comes out of like the sleeve as a lizard claw. And I, I wrote, this lizard hand is coming out Looks like how uncircumcised dicks do in porn. <laughs> Emerge from the sheet. I can't watch it, man. It's so gross. Is he a predator ripoff? Is he the creature from the Black Lagoon? Is he the swamp thing? Slimy predator ripoff. Predator and a little bit of aliens in there. Hulk tries to help and he gets tossed away. He gets chopped. He's thrown into objects. Chop, the countdown chop. is under him. Suter keeps doing the Bane, Selly, both arms up, power pose, looking up. For no reason. Hulk is getting dog walked all over this place. Then he gets Suter electrocuted on the breaker and the skating rink music starts up. Just like Quagmire and Tango and Cash. The electrocution. Hulk grabs Charlie, runs out of the landing pad as it explodes. Family runs over to Charlie. Hulk tells him Charlie took on Suter by himself. If you ever do anything like that again, I'll kill you. And I said, that's a very 20CB thing, right? That used to be all the TV shows, all the movies. If we get out of this alive, I'll kill you. Like, oh, I'll get it. Uh, oh, I, I just, I'm glad that some things were left behind in the 20th. You got flustered there like Jack Powell. It's like, how many? How many? How many? 
Cut to the morning. Belts has been stalling all night long. I love that. He's giving them Godzilla trivia. Give up. Raymond Burr was in Godzilla. Nick Adams was in Rodan. Now, Mothra is another classic, by the way. Charlie walks in with the plans. Make it good. Make it fast. We've been up all night. Zukaki's about to take his business elsewhere. And I'm running out of Japanese movies. So just explain your incompetence. Charlie's had enough. My incompetence? Yes. Is that what you've been telling them? I've been telling them what's good for the company. Just be a man and accept the responsibility. I'm the one who's been saving your butt for the last three years. And he thwaps him on the head with the blueprints three times. You want somebody to talk to Mr. Zukaki about incompetence? Do it yourself. You're the expert. I quit. Wilcox? Charlie? Chuck? He doesn't miss a beat. He turns around and says, coffee? We've got strolling through the town music back as... (laughs) Hulk is wearing some aggressive Zuma's pants. Those pants, dude. 20 CB. Oh, man. He asked the ice cream man for a bomb pop. And was that the mime? It seemed like it. Yeah. Or they cut a scene where he harassed the ice cream man before. Kid asked if he's leaving. Bad guys beat. The galaxy saved. No loose ends then? This is where it gets fucking insane. The kid who's talking to him, that's the kid from the video game arcade. Who never saw any bad guys. He just played video games with them. By the way, that video game is Afterburner. Not a space video game at all. It's, it's fucking, fucking fighter jets. jets. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not being a nerd by saying, no, I know this game Afterburner. I'm saying, look at the screen. It's a fighter jet. There are no aliens anywhere. Three D-bag skaters come up. Oh, maybe one loose end. Have we seen these guys before? Yes, they're not bullies. They're the kids from earlier. Who want to check on your big guy. They're the friends of the sun. He's a bully of Hulk because he made fun of him for not being able to skateboard. Yeah. The loose end is learning how to skate. Guys, it doesn't matter. We're picking nits here. He does a full backflip. No, no, he doesn't. Skateboard. (laughs) The (laughs) worst fucking stuntman we've ever seen in this show who has to fill in for the Hulk with this blonde wig. This fat man who can skateboard with a blonde wig is supposed to be the Hulk here. Skateboard jargon abound, by the way. It's so bad. It's a tap flip. I don't know. Tell your mom to keep practicing, but he broke the wheel. So Hulk says, take mine. And it's a skateboard with rockets on it. That cannot be safe, nor can it be street legal. When did he have a skateboard? I don't he know. He could skateboard. Now he can skateboard enough that he has his own skateboard. Where did he get a tux? The skateboard would fill up the entire duffel bag. You also missed all of the 20 CB catchphrases that they say while he's doing this skateboarding montage. Tubular. Radical. Whoa. No way, way! Cowabunga, dude! Also, he says, tell your mom to keep practicing. (laughs) All right, he goes back up to Elizabeth Moss, who's crying over her cat again. He makes sure that she's positive it's her cat. Her cat! Pulls down the branch. Kid gets caught on the cat, goes flying in the air. Hulk catches her. Says, get a goldfish. Elizabeth Moss says, bad kitty! Cut to a rooftop. Hulk has a new ship. It's from the Duster Boys. A rooftop in downtown LA, by the way. I know that skyline anywhere. What are you going to do now, Charlie? Something will turn up. Life's too short not to take a chance. Maybe I'll become an intergalactic warrior. Shep laughs. Yeah, and maybe I'll become a family man. Reality just changed sides. <laughs> Hulkster said he don't love these hoes. Film noir revealed that Marge is flying with them. All right, E.T., Ready for blast off? I'll tell you what wasn't a film noir reveal. Marge is horny. Shep shrugs. Strictly for educational purposes. Charlie's like, whoa. Well, I better get going. You never know who's going to be out there trying to retrieve this hunk of hardware. Just fuck already. It's really awkward. Have a nice flight. Hey, Charlie. Too good to say goodbye? They shake hands. Bye, Shep. Goodbye, Charlie. Shep, see you around. 
See you around, Charlie. This is the final scene of the movie, guys. This is the big payoff. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. The big payoff is now Charlie's back at the stoplight. Okay, here we go. Wow, we're really going back to the same traffic joke. He's the only one that makes it past the light the next time, and then he uses the blaster to shoot the light down. No! And the William Tell Overture plays. Oh, Billy Tell, repeat offender from Rhinestone. You guys missed the worst part about this. He shoots the wrong light. He does. That's not the light that you have a problem with. That light is actually at an intersection. You need that traffic light. Right. The light you needed to shoot was the one from all the way back there that's in the middle of a road for no reason. Agreed. Roll credits. All right, trivia. Originally titled Urban Commando and intended for Danny DeVito as Charlie and Arnold Schwarzenegger as Shep. Oh. When those two opted out to make twins. Whoa. The script was bought by New Line Cinema as the follow-up to their highly successful Hulk Hogan film, No Holds Barred, Future Cinephobe. I'm not going to lie to you. Urban Commando with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sounds great. I want to see that movie. But if it meant we never got twins, Ooh. I think I'd take twins. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with twins. Special effects technician Michael Colvin was accidentally killed on the stage of the second unit visual effects shoot when he fell through a trap door while testing it. What? It's really sad considering the special effects in this movie suck dick. That's what. That's what makes it sad. Hogan said he would gladly make a sequel if he was ever asked to because he has been asked a million times by little Hulkamaniacs all over the world if he's ever going to make a sequel. Hulk said he just won't invest anything himself into it money-wise. By the way, some of these pieces of trivia were written by... By Hulk? Listen to the syntax on this. Hulk said he would gladly make a sequel if he was ever asked to because he's been asked a million times by little Hulkamaniacs all over the world if he's ever going to make a sequel. <laughs> It's a double elimination sequel. Wow, so you're telling me, I mean, that the trivia on IMDb is not necessarily from a reliable source. That's crazy. Maze, Maze, we're here the next one. Hogan and Lloyd hung out when they were not filming. Like, they went to a bar. Lloyd likes to hang out at. <laughs> That's verbatim. Yeah, once again. You continually love reading these pieces of trivia that are not trivia. Hold on. One, you don't know that. And two, this is not written anything like the Citrus community getting behind the movie Cobra. It's written exactly like that because it's all bullshit. No, 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 no. Hold on. You don't believe that Hogan and Lloyd hung out when they weren't filming? That they went to a bar that <laughs> Lloyd likes to hang out at? I don't believe that the person who wrote that has sources that this happened. No. Why not? Wait, based on what? Maze in the gatekeeping, man. I swear to God. Selective gatekeeping. The line used by the sports car as it dies, I've fallen and I can't get up, was previously used in a series of life call commercials commercials which life call even predates life alert which is wild if this hadn't been a science fiction movie shep ramsey would have been a black ops commando who was ordered to take a vacation by his superior officer after a failed mission to eliminate a terrorist fanatic and then becomes a lodger of charlie wilcox and his family and struggles to adjust to normal life due to his discipline and training yep and is soon tracked down by the terroristic fanatic and his men out to settle a score. So if it had been a different movie, it would have been this? So that's the Arnold version. That's Urban Commando. Oh, got you. And so what they did was they slapped Hulk Hogan on it and they said, let's add space as a genre. Let's just merge that in. 
Let's make it a thing. As Amin mentioned, the PKE meter prop from Ghostbusters was reused as a homing device, and gun props from Masters of the Universe were reused for this film. Cheap bastards. The Undertaker accepted a role in this movie at the suggestion of Vince McMahon. He had not yet debuted in the WWF at the time of the making of this movie, but Vince planned to do with Undertaker what he did for Tommy Tiny Lister Jr., who played the villain Zeus in No Holds Barred. However, that angle didn't do well as Lister was trained to become a wrestler after No Holds Barred. Vince hoped that if Suburban Commando was a hit, The Undertaker would become well-known enough to attract audiences who wanted to see Hogan take on another movie villain, only this time the villain was already a trained wrestler. However, when The Undertaker debuted, this movie was not mentioned. (laughs) Oh, 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 hold on, man. You following me? You You can't do that, Lionel. Look, man, if you don't want me to have a foreman job, I understand, but I need my fucking job, man. Louis Pinnagaxon Award. We all menage a note this. Surfing burger drive through. Surfing burger, same note to voice. Walking in, folks. Let's show them who the horsemen are, guys. Yeah, yeah we got soul. I had 20 CB in just a battering. Look, 20 CB is heavy in this movie, okay? But I'd like to offer up just an alternate walking around town music. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I concur. That could be a golden dumpster. I don't think that's a horseman. It's not my golden dumpster. That's my five horsemen walking around town music. Soundtrack. Because it is clearly used as a device. God damn it. Lock it in. These horsemen are just getting weirder and weirder every fucking week, man. <laughs> it's really 50 horsemen at this point. Horses for my men. Breathe in through the nose, out the mouth. Ash on, ash off. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Ass on, fucking ass off. Ass on, fucking ass off. Michael Bean Memorial Ass On Award in danger of getting oh my God. <laughs> replaced yeah. by Hulk Hogan and Shep Ramsey. <sighs> Who's your other one? I mean, there's nobody close. No, no, no. I mean, only other person is like the kids. Kids are ass on, but yeah. it's Hogan. The thing I was struggling with is should it be the Terry Bollea Ass On Award? The thing that clinches is like Michael Bean is an actor, Hulk is a wrestler. But I mean, it was. Next level ass on. The reactions, the line delivery, the fighting. Guys, go back and watch Michael Bean, okay? Like, it's the same thing. All right. He doesn't have a good reaction. He doesn't have a good delivery. His best reaction is pop! <laughs> pop! We'll pin a pin on Remember when Amin thought that the film noir was going to be that his dad was black? <laughs> <laughs> Reality just changed sides. <laughs> Carl Weathers Memorial Ass Off Award. Surprisingly loaded field here. Yeah, I got Larry Miller. Larry Miller is boss belts. William Ball is general suitor. Jack Elam is Colonel Dusty. And Christopher Lloyd is Charlie Wilcox. I thought they were all great in their own way. I would have loved one more scene with Colonel Dusty. I feel like he got taken from us. We got more of the boss and we got General Suter coming back. But I do think it is Larry Miller. I'm going to go with Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd is ass off because two reasons. One, because he was in Back to the Future. We know. Yeah. 
Three reasons. <laughs> One, because he was in Back to the Future. Two, frozen in the car. The frozen in the car, which he killed. Three. Uh, where's my three? Um, no, 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 no. I'll just say it later. No, the, the the three three is. Well, I will say it later. That's true. What the, the podcast is over. What do you mean you're gonna say it later? No, three is because. I don't want to give Larry Miller ass off because he's going to get my golden dumpster. So. Oh, okay. Here's the thing is I thought Christopher Lloyd was good, but there are times in this movie where he's not. Like that whole goodbye at the end, he's terrible. That's not on him, though. That's some of the worst writing we've ever had. Accurate. Accurate. In cinephobe history. But he does a good job of playing the broken suburban man, which is not a particularly showy thing. Yeah, that's true. And then you get to see... He slowly warms up the engine and starts cooking in the back half. But Larry Miller chews up every single scene he's in. He never stops talking. His scene partners are three Japanese people who don't talk. When Hulk has the bed, she goes, ah, it's here. It's <laughs> just so good. Are you good at keeping secrets? Absolutely. Because I've got a, a present for you. Secret present outside by the dumpster. Is it a baseball mitt? To fit you like baseball mitt like a glove i hope golden dumpster nominees shep overhead pressing two huge pieces of equipment <laughs> dirty mike and the boys threatening to sue because it's the 90s colonel dusty slurping his drink it's time for the charlie wilcox show <laughs> all the frozen people at the bank covered in a jackalit jackalit antifreeze antifreeze and them absolutely beating this yellow light traffic Call back to death. Maybe I should stick to juggling, the video game waving the white flag, <laughs> and Larry Miller telling Doc Brown to do the blueprints. My golden dumpster is everything Larry Miller did every time he was talking. That doesn't make any sense. That's what ass off is. No, it's not. You don't have a specific one? Okay, the specific one I'm going to go with when he opens the door, sees Hulk Hogan holding the thing. He says, ah, it's here. It's for a new mini mall. It's so quick. Like, he's just so quick. That's the one. Zach? I guess I better get mine in before I die. <laughs> My golden dumpster is going to be the Colonel's eyes. They remind me of Boogie's eyes, so that's that's what I get. Colonel Dusty's eyes. I like that his name is Dusty, but I really thought for a little bit there that we were just calling him Dusty because he looked so dirty. <laughs> My golden dumpster is all of the frozen people at the bank covered in a jackalette. That whole scene had me rolling, man. It was so poorly done. It's really horrible. With the Christmas music. <laughs> the close-ups of all these dudes. The texture, the flavor, the color, the consistency. It's very come like Well, Maze, you picked it, motherfucker. Motherfucker. I like that. Over file. As I said, when I made my pick, I was flying blind into uncharted space here. I was not excited for Hulk Hogan in any way, and he fulfilled my expectations of how bad I thought he was going to be. He was horrible. He's up there with some of the worst acting we've ever had in Cinephobe history. I was surprised at the actual parts of this movie that I did enjoy. Larry Miller is the boss, that whole dynamic, the weird neighbor, <laughs> Colonel Dusty, just drinking all day in his Jeep in the front lawn. They got me with the dirty Mike and the boys misdirection. Yeah. I could have used more of the litigious Hicks. I could have used more of the stuff that was working. Yeah. I could have used way less of the Hulk three Hogan. times we did the traffic joke. <laughs> I could have used way less of whatever feelings Hulk is supposed to be developing for this family. Like that wasn't established at all. It's a phobe. It's a phobe with potential. It feels weird to say. It could have been a good movie, man. There was parts of this movie that I liked. It was put together horribly. 
It was edited horribly. The special effects were god awful. It was funny to watch, but it's a foe. Zach, because you're about to die. Oh, uh, yeah. I got to get it before I expire. Croak. I saw this movie in the theater as a kid. I bought this movie on VHS when it came out. <laughs> I think I rented it at Blockbuster and then I ended up buying it at some point. I mean, I got it as a gift. I can't remember. But I was into the Suburban Commando life. was a huge Hulk Hogan fan for a while until... Until, until you watched this porn? <laughs> no, it was, it was quite a bit before that. I remember The Undertaker being in this movie a lot more and being funny. That's funny. I honestly hadn't seen this movie since, I would guess, no later than 1995. Oh, and we mentioned this in passing, but The Undertaker has a curly red mullet. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And he's had greasy dyed jet black hair ever since yeah he sure has <laughs> whenever maze picks blind it usually turns out to be just an absolute shit bucket five heartbeats file sweep homie spumoni file sweep johnny be good file sweep and that's what this is this is not a good movie it does have a ton of potential but they butcher the whole thing hulk hogan i mean i can't believe he got another movie after this it's stunning to me that he got anything else. This is a phobe. I mean. I watched the trailer and I said, this definitely feels like a phobe. And then I started watching the movie last night and I declared in the group <laughs> chat that this is the first time in cinephobe history that I wanted to not watch the rest of the movie. So I just fly blind. And then Zach made some comment about, well, why don't you just like front load your comments the first 20 minutes like you always do? Yeah, Zach made that. You're right. May said that you're racist. Uh, whatever. Some white man said that shit. And I got livid. Reverse <laughs> <laughs> psychology. I was so upset. I was like, I'll show these assholes. So when I resume watching today. You fell asleep. I definitely fell asleep. That's the best because he didn't respond. Yeah. He didn't respond. He threw his phone like Ryan Reynolds, and he's like, this motherfucker. He got into a movie-watching montage, a training movie-watching montage of him just, like, practicing, <laughs> keeping his eyes open. He's taking notes. <laughs> he's curling heavy machinery. He's squishing melons. He's got the glasses from Next, where they made <laughs> Nick Cage watch all that news. <laughs> Today, when I resume my watching, I was motivated. I'm taking notes. I'm doing, looking stuff up. I got, you know... Every time like, I'll show that motherfucker, right? Like just the whole time. <laughs> he thought it was me. I'll show that <laughs> that COVID riddled motherfucker. <laughs> and as I'm watching it, it's still terrible. But Larry Miller coming back for more and more and more. I was like, this is this is pretty good. And then by the time Surfer drive through happened, I laughed and I was like, huh. Yeah, this movie's a phobe. Fuck you guys. This movie's fucking trash. Fuck you, man. Fuck us. We, we don't like it. You fucking liked it once in your life, though. Fuck you for that. I did. I was nine. I don't give a fuck, man. I don't give a fuck. This movie's terrible. Maze, fuck you for picking it, blind or otherwise. There's a million alien movies out there we could have done. It's actually not that many. There's really not. I exhausted the fucking list. The fact that evolution no longer qualifies really fucked us. That one sucks because we were holding that one. Well, Maze could have gone with Moonfall. I could have gone with Moonfall. My alternate pick was going to be Event Horizon, oh. which actually got referenced in Thor Love and Thunder. Spoiler alert. Which made me feel like I had made a huge mistake. Signs from the universe. Well, make sure you send us all your shit. You know, talk hoops, corn puzzles, Darth and me. You know the deal. Or not talk hoops because he's going to be dead next week. Clip it, Maze. Clip what? Zach's voice? Can we 
do what they did in Obi-Wan maze and just have AI yeah. just simulate Zach's movie. I'll run all of Zach's tracks that I've collected over the years Go for into a supercomputer and we'll just have a CGI generated Zach Harper hosting next week. The ghost of talk hoops will live on. And what movie will that be? That's right. It's the end of the picks. Yes, time. Which means you got to go to at Lebitard show and vote in the poll. You can decide that The Watch is the best movie of the month. No. Battleship is the best movie of the month. Yeah. Suburban Commando is the best movie of the month. Fuck no. The winner of the poll gets a third of a wild card. Zach and I each have one third. Amin has none. none the loser of the poll gets to pick next month's theme maze what's it gonna be i don't know man you picked battleship so it's not like you're sitting Yo, pretty fucking good man it is you're not you're it is mind. not you filed it because you picked it if you'd picked suburban commando you would have filed it too 100 no i would not have filed this movie yes you would have been like i loved it when i was nine and hulk hogan was my hero and i bought the vhs no howard the duck is actually good howard the duck had better special effects but it was very similar i'm consistent you would have said some shit like that I'm consistent. I'm honest. I'm just honest. He's an honest lover of cinema. I'm an honest dead man. So you get it. Vote in the poll. You get to decide. Do we unveil who the guest is or is that a surprise? Yeah, let's just say it now. Let's do it. Next week, we do Predator 2. Yeah, I like Predator 2. I, I mean, also, not the sequel. With special guests. He requested it, ladies and gentlemen. He demanded that when we do Predator 2, he had to be on the show. The one, the only, Roy Bellamy. And man, is that too bad, because I would have loved to pick Predator 2. Next time we make love, you introduce me to Jade. never knew i was xenophobic until really it, oh my god oh uh, we could have told you i was just like get the hell out of this country whoa everything whoa, that happened supercharged that no don't leave it in 